Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Metaverse Johnny hosts Polygon NFTs with the team. You'll hear from the Matic Man, Sandeep, and more. Let's take a listen. of web three we got the legend sandeep he doesn't need an introduction but i'm very happy to have him with a lot of amazing founders of some great projects living on polygon um it's really gonna be an exciting time to really just kind of discuss like the polygon nft scene bring a lot of light to something that doesn't have a lot of light to it yet uh it's, it's an exciting time for for the polygon space as a whole uh, for something that's been building here for over two years uh it's exciting to have this privilege to be able to share it with all of you uh, and really discuss what we're doing and, and hear any questions at the same time. So uh, I look forward to this time with all of you, and uh, we're going to rock out. Um, Matic Man and Ghost will be the amazing co-host of the night. Please introduce yourselves. I'm pumped up. I'm happy to be here. Um, I've been wanting to know all about Polly for a while, but especially with Utes coming on board, I had to know everything. So I was trying to um, kind of find a venue for my followers and all the people from Ethan Saul to kind of hear Sandeep. And so here we are. So we have over, what, 1,200 who reserved. So this is the time to hear about Paulie. Hey, Johnny, thanks for allowing me to co-host. Man, I'm so excited about this space here in a space with the legend, the goat, Sandeep. Man, we're so pumped up. We're so excited about 
the Polygon NFT ecosystem for 2023. It's going to be epic. So I'm excited about this space, Johnny. No, man, it's, it's exciting times, right? I mean, you look at what Utes has done and they really brought over uh, a culture and started to establish a culture uh, on the Polygon chain. And uh, it's exciting. I mean, a lot of people have this question of like, what's the perk of like building on Polygon? And uh, I think like you can really look at this man as a speaker right here, Mr. Sandeep. Uh, I don't really need to give him much of an introduction. I know that he'll uh, give one better of himself, but uh, Sandeep, it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Johnny, for uh, inviting me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also very excited to uh, join this uh, spaces and uh, talk about Polygon NFTs. And, uh, you know, specifically, I think we are going to talk about the uh, PFP uh, you know NFTs uh, here specifically, and uh, you know um, having this culture uh, revolution on uh, on on Polygon. Uh, you know, so because this has been one segment where Polygon has never really focused, and uh, you know uh, we we'll discuss more like what the reasons for that, uh, and 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 you know why uh, we we always took uh, the approach. Uh, more heavily on gaming and branding. Uh, I mean, brands related, sports, celebrities, and things like that. But we never really, as an ecosystem, focused on um, you know PFP NFTs. And but only now it it is it is uh, getting started. And the reasons for that, we would love to discuss that. And uh, and yeah, uh, talk more about that. Very exciting. Yeah, to I, mean, I mean, it's it's exciting, right? I think like for me, like the biggest. The biggest question I know a lot of people are asking this, and I think it'd be great coming from you really is, you know, so I, I, it feels like there was kind of a transition to now focusing on like the, the NFT, like PFP sided uh, project, uh, you know, so kind of like w what is your reasoning, you know, for, for this shift uh, and, and, you know, why'd you do it? Why'd you go about doing it? Yeah. So, you know, for, uh, you know, my uh, thesis about like NFTs as a whole has always been that there are three larger segments, right, uh, in, in NFTs. Like first is this, uh, you know, collectible PFP art uh, kind of NFTs. And uh, then the second segment is is gaming. And the third one is the, you know, these brands and sports uh uh, you know, celebrities and kind of engagement-based NFTs. Like these are the three larger segments. And uh, when we see, uh, you know, like back in the day when Polygon's ecosystem was growing in, in you know, early 2021 and things like that. So we, you know, we did a lot of soul searching and, uh, you know, we, uh, at, at that, that, that time, like, you know, the industry also, uh, the the war cry in the industry was that you know we need to go mainstream and you know we thought that these PFP NFTs and uh, you know collectibles this is if you see the larger you know world about uh, where people spend or like you know we can we can talk about like let's say luxury spending the arts and collectible segment is a fairly smaller segment whereas gaming and these celebrities and brands the section two and section three are much bigger so we took a long drawn approach because as i always keep saying that you know polygon's goal is to achieve mass adoption so we went very heavy-handed on gaming and the third segment which is the brands and celebrities uh and and you know like the engagement segment and there if you see the growth like polygon is absolutely the biggest in gaming 
and then the second section which i talk, was talking about and uh, uh, the third segment which is the you know these you know, brands and celebrity like engagement related nfts right so there you see that nike instagram you know these reddit and all of these web2 based nfts are absolutely huge on polygon right but and also one of my philosophies have been that you know we need to reach a place where blockchains become invisible like if you see the tribalism that we have within the industry and everything like you know we are still talking about oh i am on this blockchain i am on that blockchain whereas this is a infrastructure technology like blockchains are a infrastructure technology at the end we should be talking about apps so we always were focused on these utility nfts whether it's gaming whether it's the engagement segment which includes sports celebrities and brands and uh, you know web2 companies and things like that so we never really focused on the pfps and art collectibles because uh, you know i always thought that okay this this segment right now constitutes to like 60 70% of the volumes uh, in the in the in the in the in the web3 space but in the longer run as we go towards the mass adoption this will the percentage will shrink to lower and lower and gaming will be very the biggest and the third segment if you see in the real world like gaming and uh, or the like the the, the celebrity sports and uh, brands and these kind of engagement related stuff is much higher so that was the original thesis that's why we never put a concerted efforts on nfts now what happened in the last like 2 to 3 months and overall like in uh, like uh, in 2022 is that because of these macro headwinds and then what we had like you know with especially with the with the biggest exchange uh, one of the biggest exchange going bust and all that i think there is a fear in the mainstream uh, you know markets like you know the mainstream adoption which we all last two years we fought for uh is is going to be slower the larger growth is going to come from these niche industries or niche uh, user bases which are again like you know these nft pfp art collectibles and let's say on the on the other side defi right so uh so that's the that's the main shift right so defi like polygon has always been like in the top 2 top 3 like you know ethereum bsc and uh, polygon was there now there are like one or two layer 2 projects that are doing very well which is very good for the for the industry but the same thing we believe that you know the focus is going to come to the nft bfps and dfp uh, and defi back again that's why like you know in terms of our strategies like a little bit more focus on these niche uh, you know on the on the niche user basis so so that that also is the is the goal and secondly when i say that the focus is going to come back to the web3 users which includes like you know the 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 pfp and defi and all that one thing that we have always done is as i said that you know the core philosophy at the polygon ecosystem and i've been uh, you know leading those efforts is that you know make blockchains uh, invisible not like you know blockchain should be the front you know usage like okay i am using this application because it is on xyz blockchain not we, that's that has never been our philosophy so polygon has like some very very big games you see like you know even recently like those trump nfts nike swoosh and all that we never really pushed polygon in those communities so those communities are there on polygon but they are affiliated to those projects but as i said that you know now in 2023 the focus and the the larger growth segment uh, and, the, and the growth is going to come from the niche communities only instead of the mainstream so you know now when we see that uh, 
on ETH and you know like some other blockchains, Levan blockchains, the you know the the community is very vocal and visible because they are like NFT PFPs are very closely related to the culture of the chain itself, right? So so they they look very visible and vocal on Twitter and all that, which is which is helpful for the ecosystem overall. Uh, while like you know the mainstream adoption is going slow, so you know that is also. One of the reasons we need to uh, bring the, as you you were also mentioning that culture on Polygon. So you know, finally, like I also you know gave into that that we have to work for the uh, NFT PFP community within uh, Polygon, and here we are. Well, so, I mean, go ahead, guys. Yeah, Sandy. What makes I think me and a lot of other people really interested in Polygon right now is, you know. Um, I'm heavy in ETH and Solana, and I think a lot of my followers and people, my friends and people I know are the same. And then with the big Utes announcement, all eyes are on Polygon. But the the other the one the thing that makes me really interested is um, about Web three is innovation and adoption. And when it comes to Polygon, just like you said, um, gaming and um, and onboarding people through kind of experiences that they can relate to with Web2 brands that they already know are going to be two ways that spurn adoption. Um, I also represent a gaming guild that is pretty heavy. We work with a lot of um, both ETH and Solana games that are coming out. We can go through the whole list. But could you tell us a little bit about what kind of incentives or what kind of um, what are you doing right now in the area of gaming? What games are being onboarded? What kind of what do you have like a grant program or what are you doing in the area of gaming? See, on the gaming side, like if you see uh in the like, you know, we have been working for the last two years itself. If you see the largest number of uh, you know, the gaming games that would be deployed or the biggest, biggest, biggest studios that are working on on gaming would be on polygon only like you know i mean i can the list is like endless if you see uh polygon studios and uh you know like the handle itself you will see in the past like you know few weeks itself you will see multiple gaming uh teams announcing and all that and also like for example uh you know the the few bigger games from animoca which includes f1 racing and uh you know uh there is the, there is a, they have a gaming ecosystem and all that like uh, similar, similarly, like for example, Zed Run kind of games, and uh, you know there is also like used to be a very uh, uh, like there are multiple famous games in the, in that segment, right? You will see m- most of them like Laguna games and all that, like they which are pretty big on their own, uh, but they are not visible on 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 Twitter. Like that's why you guys don't see it because, but most of these games, that's why the daily active users on Polygon is is like much higher at times like it becomes uh, higher than ethereum itself so uh, so these games are there and we have a very strong uh, you know ecosystem and the teams who are building uh, with them and the incentives and uh, anything like you know related to that like depends on game to game like if this is a very very global globally big studio which has like billion uh, you know, registered users and like tens of million daily active users on multiple of their games, uh, then the things are very different. Whereas it's, if it's a very uh, early stage studio, then it's very different. So, you know, it varies, varies across the board. But 
for many of these NFT projects and all that, like we have in the past made connections with the gaming teams where uh, these NFTs can, you know, pick up the utility within the game or, you know, various different kind of other use cases plus uh, like NFTs uh, connecting them to, you know, multiple brands like while, you know, I can't disclose right now, but already like Utes uh, is is one of is, is the first announcement but you know we already have a lot of uh, we, we are talking with the, uh, a lot of nft projects and helping them connect with the web2 brands which are like fairly big and polygon is again the bigger biggest in that uh, for uh, so that is also one of the incentives and now you know we are trying to build this uh, this whole community uh, around this so that will also be uh, in incentive for them to get exposure into so overall uh, like from as i you know as you can see that this is a big focus area for us so you know it depends on what a particular team or uh, or or a creator is working on and it's very flexible and uh, we can discuss and create those things and you know there is no there's no limit on that like you know there's no specific things that okay we'll do only this whatever the creators need to succeed, we will, and whatever we can do to the best of our ability, uh, we, we will do that. So we have invested uh, from the Polygon Ventures. We have at times, you know, done grant programs. We have done these, uh, you know, marketing campaigns, sponsor sometimes the events uh, for those, for multiple games and other applications that are building on us. So, the, you know, it's, it's very flexible and very, uh, very uh, kind of uh, open-ended in that sense. Yeah, and you know to kind of speak on that from like a you know someone that's like running a project on Polygon, uh, you know a lot of people are like, what are the perks? And you know for me, uh, you know early on, you know over a year ago, we were able to partner with Polygon Studios, uh, and as you guys have finally got to see, you know Sandeep, uh, you know Ryan Wyatt, this whole entire Polygon team is very active, uh, and it has a hands-on approach. And you know even with our our sponsorship of Polygon Studios and that is securing that back then over a year ago. They were hands-on then. So there was still that draw to like making sure they were building and helping the Polygon ecosystem. Uh, for me, I think like an active founder, uh, an active lead uh, on a team like resembles a lot of like really positive strengths, you know, like Sandeep. And I see we got Wob in the crowd. I got to give a shout out to the SEALs. I saw you guys are like probably like the most well-versed like blockchain group out there. You guys got the Polygon team repping. Uh, so props to you. You guys are killing it, man. So uh, just had to give you guys your flowers. Um, I have a question, Sandeep. So you t we talk about gaming now. A big kind of topic, kind of across all chains, is this idea or this issue of TPS, right? So, to my knowledge, um, and this is why a lot of gamers are on Solana, for example, is that uh, Solana currently, to my knowledge, has the highest TPS. Um, I don't remember what the number is, but Solana can do that. I like the parallel processing or what i mean i'm not a dev but there's something in the in the in the programming the architecture that kind of it can do parallel uh kind of uh uh tasks um what what people you know again i don't have any technical expertise so i hear kind of you know maybe it's rumor or whatever but polygon doesn't have the highest tps it's not that fast how it how is it going to do with games? Um, you know, we played some, my, my, my uh, crew played some games on Arbitrum and, you know, most of that was off chain anyway, but can you enlighten us a little bit on the TPS kind of aspects of Polygon and how that compares to other chains? Yes, absolutely. 
so first of all like you know you mentioned about the solana games uh, you know like solana having few game gamers and all that like uh, which are the bigger games like you know i have uh, you know may, may, because i'm not actively viewing the uh, the ecosystem like uh, can you name some of the bigger games over there well i mean there's a bunch of games but so you know we do beta testing and ambassadorships for games like um bit brawl br1 um, a big one is Aurori. Um, Star Atlas is building out. I mean, those are some of the games, right? I mean, there's a lot yeah. of them. There's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, like, uh, you know, some of them, like, still, like, uh, are in the building stage and all that. And uh, I think about the TPS, see, most of the games, uh, you know, the games are not meant to be fully on-chain games. Like, you know, you can't because the blockchains are not built to store these massive amounts of data you can't have all of your moves let's say in a game to be stored on chain like you know you can use some interesting usage of uh, some of the uh, the games like you know which we call web3 games as a category uh, but largely the games have to be off chain their assets like that's the main part like assets and some critical parts where you need trustlessness there you need uh, blockchains to be coming in but otherwise the games largely uh, the gameplay has to be off chain if it has to be a fun game and you know this has been shown like you know time and again like on on polygon like for example multiple games from the uh, animoca ecosystem as i was saying like f1 racing and you know gamey ecosystem and all that or pegexi or you know z run and all that these are these are very very big games uh, on their own like laguna games and all that right but uh, you know the the TPS and all that. That's why, like, when, when these games are there, like Skyweaver, for example, of Horizon game, like probably arguably one of the best games in the in the Web three space. Uh, so these games are there, and they touch base with the uh, with the blockchain when there is actually an asset transfer. Some some user is buying some NFT, some user is selling some NFT, and all that. So you know, right now the stage of adoption is that. Even with this, all these like thousands of applications, uh, you know, they hardly use like hundred to one hundred fifty uh, transactions per second when you when it comes to actual usage of uh, usage of NFTs. I'm not sure about about Solana TPS and all that. Like, you know, I think you would have also heard that there are a lot of bots because when you have you know almost zero cost transactions, a lot of bots that are using it. And that also causes the instability issues in the in the chain. So our thesis on that is that you can never you can never have single state uh, blockchain. And not this that is not our thesis. Like you know the overall uh, I would say Ethereum and the OG blockchain community understands that if you have one single state blockchain where everything is in one single blockchain, the state itself starts growing so fast, and that's why you need very very large servers. To run the chain and then if you make it like extremely large servers then only few people can run those uh, those validator nodes and those uh, full nodes and your blockchain becomes extremely centralized right where in case of in our say our, our case where we are building this secondary layer or layer two or whatever you want to call it there the expectation is like still few people should run it but it has it still should still be built out in a way that you know, it has a potential to become decentralized overall, uh, you know, but you are getting a lot of, you know, benefits uh, being, by being built of, on top of Ethereum. So in terms of TPS, our thesis, as I was saying, that instead of scaling on 
you know one single chain where where all the state is in one chain and there are multiple uh, or there are like huge servers that need to be that needs to be used to uh, you know one chain the thesis from the overall ethereum community is basically to have uh, you know multi chain layer 2s like multiple layer 2s and the the tps is basically grown as you you say like horizontally like adding multiple layer 2s and polygon is actually you know like the the larger thesis of polygon is to become multi chain right so right now we have uh, the 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 polygon pos chain and we are bring we are launching the zk evm these will be the public shared chains plus apart from that we have like at least 30 to 50 a uh, different different large big and large studios who are launching their supernets so our response to that tps requirement is not like one chain having uh, having like you know uh, 50000 or 100000 tps which you know we like right now nobody has been able to achieve sustainably even solana like I, we all know the problems like you know the, a lot of people get angry about that but you know that's the hard fact and and reality uh that it makes chain unstable as well as the uh you know um, the decentralization issues are there because state growth becomes absolutely big so you know what we believe is that for many games if you are a big enough game you will have your own uh chain whether it's a layer 2 or a side chain or whatever uh which we call let's say supernet you will have your own supernet that is a dedicated chain for your application and on those like polygon supernet using polygon edge you can already you know have if you are not using layer 2 you can be like 1400 1500 tps and uh, you know if you you are using layer you, you have a layer 2 security then you can have around 100 250 tps right so which is a good enough tps which i am telling you that on polygon pos main chain with the largest number of applications and all that like we still the whole chain still uses hardly like 100 to 150 tps all these applications combined so the tps is right now is a you know kind of a meme there's not enough users on 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 blockchain like you know if you if you don't count the bots you don't have enough users on this one and now with the games where the users can come in large numbers for them they need dedicated servers they can't be on a single shared public chain and where like you know you have a big nft drop going on and suddenly you know the whole chain is congested and you can't uh, you know serve your users like imagine you are playing a large scale game big enough game and that's why like you know the our thesis is the like uh, our uh, web the, the 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 crypto community the crypto community very specifically thinks about like you know these memeable or where the tokens are there tokens are like you know there is speculative angles and all that we don't think in terms of the mainstream uh, you know imagine like a even a mildly successful game comes onto uh, onto a blockchain like you know be- becomes a blockchain system and you know starts getting 1 million users there is no chain today who can handle like those 1 million users like a- every chain in this ecosystem uh, will will get uh, will get choked and also they also cannot handle the ups and downs of the chain performance right so then they will need stable dedicated you know as they say sla like you know service levels on that chain so they would be better off having a dedicated chain in the form of a supernet or you know which is a layer 2 or side chain whatever it is that's our thesis for that so there will be few public chains zkvm polygon pos and things like that and there will be dedicated chains 
for the application, like as we say, app chains, which are dedicated to the apps. That is our answer to TPS. And in that sense, Polygon can have thousands of chains. So the TPS can be, if each chain is like, you know, 100 to a, a, a maybe even 1000 TPS, you know, imagine if you have 500 uh, chains which are interconnected via cross-chain technology, you will, the TPS can be anything to anything, right? TPS can be 100,000 or 1 million, but that's a combined TPS of the ecosystem. So that's our approach to that. Yeah, and I, I just think it's, it's uh, for me, like, I really applaud, like, uh, like the approach to that, like, the, the in-depth answer, you know, like, uh, a lot of times people will, like, shrug off an answer, and uh, I personally, like, appreciate you, like, really just giving, like, the deep in-depth, like, analysis, uh, but I'm going to get to these hands, because uh, I may get out of order on this, but I'm just going to start left to right, so, so, Wob, what's up, my friend? Hey, man, I've got uh, two questions. The first one, you've kind of already answered, but I just wanted to to clarify um so we're, we're obviously making a game um we have pixel burst and stuff and we were looking at l2s and, and back in the day when we looked at polygon um you know we saw that there was like some farming game or something that spammed the network and i think then Gwei had to be set to a minimum of 30 or something i can't really remember i might be wrong um and i'm just wondering like the solution to being spammed like how did you guys solve that and also you know if i am someone who's bringing over my collection to an l2 in my gaming collection where exactly should i place it at this current point in time like are th these uh you know horizontally scaled uh like l2s that you're talking about are those do those exist is it possible to hook into those now Absolutely. So, uh, two two parts of that question, right? So that I think you are talking about the Sun Farm game, right? Like which happened, I think that six eight months back. And the reason, like the solution to that is, even at that time, the blockchain itself recovered from that. Like you know, and how blockchain recovered is that is the simple, like it's 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 a free market, right? So if your blockchain is extremely low transactions, then you know there can be uh, you know users or bots which will be simply you know doing millions and millions of transactions and choking the blockchain out and what is the blockchain response to that it's a crypto economic response right your gas fees starts growing up so you know at that point in time like the the minimum gas fees at 30 way was set before that and uh, you know during the fun farm game the the gas fees started going up going up till the time the bot activity became uh, you know uh, uneconomical -uneco basically what happened is that you they created some sort of game economics which was a you know they also like the sun farm team actually later on posted that there was a flaw in their design where they somehow the bots were allowed to do like you know few transactions and using that transaction let's say they are paying one cent per transaction but they are farming five cents of uh you know sun flower tokens and their token tanked like you know, 70% or 90% in, in 24 hours because everybody was is, is farming. And but the, but the blockchain responded the way blockchain should respond that it increases the gas fees. And, you know, uh, to, to the, it will keep increasing till the time the bots, uh, you know, it's no longer profitable for the bots to run those strategies. And this is like standard on Ethereum also that, that's, that also happens. Like if there is a huge amount of congestion, something is using... Uh, too many transactions. That's why you can't do the do it on Ethereum because if you do too many bots, the gas fees will start growing, and then you know whatever you are doing is is not plausible enough. So that, that's the basic crypto economic security. And some of the you know the uh, uh, the the layer ones and all that who who would say that they will have point zero 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 one uh, you know cents transaction. Like you know how easy it is 
for somebody to write a script, just have $10 worth of uh, this thing and just broadcast millions and millions of transactions on that chain. And this is what happens on some of these very, very low cost, uh, low cost chains, right? So uh, that's not the sustainable thing. So that's the answer for that. Like, you know, crypto economic mechanisms built within the blockchain solve those uh, those things, right? Uh, secondly, you said that today, if you wanted to launch, like, so what Polygon is, 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 is wants to provide is this scalability spectrum, right? So when you are launching, if you think that on day zero, you're going to have, let's say, 50,000 to 100,000, uh, you know, users, you are fine with launching on Polygon POS public chain and things like that. But if you think that, you know, your application will quickly grow into, let's say, you know, million plus registered users and, you know, probably 100K to a much larger daily active users, then you are better off launching with your own, you know, dedicated chain, which can be a supernet, right? Uh, which is like Polygon Edge, where you can have 1400, 1500 transactions per second only dedicated like the entire block space is dedicated to your uh, application right so you are better off launching an app chain which is connected to on top of ethereum and then users can move uh, their activity from layer one to layer two and across these uh, you know chains so uh, you should use on that uh, today if like it depends on where you are on your journey and what kind of user growth you are predicting so we what we want to provide to the to the developers is this constant like as we always say that polygon wants to be the web aws of 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 pepsi or aws of crypto right so we want to provide like if you go to aws today you start with a low cost engine uh let's say a 50 60 dollar uh, per month kind of uh server but then once you start growing you keep you know growing your computation capacity so the same way we want to provide that uh you know features to the developers you can start on the public chain. Once you start growing big enough, you do some sort of migration activity, move to your own dedicated chain. And then what kind of security you need on that dedicated chain, you want to make it a full layer two only for your application, please go ahead. But uh, that, that will have cost involved because a layer two derives the security from Ethereum. So that spectrum or and the growth path uh, Polygon uh, will provide. So depends on you what you want, Polygon will provide, uh, Polygon ecosystem will provide that. Can I jump in with a quick question? By the way, I just want to say to my community, the POAP, I have a POAP word. It's three words. Polygon Gamer Guild. Polygon Gamer Guild is the POAP. But but the question I have is, you know, you're describing uh, the main Polygon chain and then these dedicated chains just for large projects. Supernets. Yes. Supernets. Super you know, what, one kind of highlight or like one key advantage for Solana, again, I don't want to make this comparison, but I just want to understand all the differences between all the chains is this idea of composability, where to my understanding, it's like all kind of like Apple computer, right? Like you don't need, you know, something from, you know, you know, one, one, one source and from another, and it doesn't kind of mix together and you're trying to figure it out. It just all kind of clicks together in one ecosystem. To me, I I'm trying to understand and maybe you can kind of help explain it. Like you're moving from one chain to another supernet and then the main chain. And how does that all work? And what would be the user experience of that? Yeah. So for that, like, you know, especially let's say you have a, you have a game uh, and you know, it has a dedicated chain. 
people can actually play the game over there in a in a much better you know dedicated environment for you and then like you know earn their nfts and things like that and when they want to you know let's say swap their the tokens that they got or the nfts they want to list it from their for, to 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 some sort of marketplace you know you you have simple bridging mechanisms and, and when your chain is a dedicated chain like for example it's a it's a it's a it's a layer 2 or side chain or whatever it is and it is connected to polygon ps chain the problem is when you are connected from ethereum to any other layer 2 it takes time because ethereum will have its own confirmation mechanism and then the other chain will have the confirmation mechanism but when it is a uh, you know connection between a layer 2 and layer 2 or layer 2 and layer 3 the transaction can be much faster right and you can have the ux where user doesn't need to know about it he is simply you are you are telling them that list your like click here to list your asset on a marketplace and those things using the ux they can be easily solved there are uh, you know like multiple applications like where there are user experiences which you can see that they can be built on the evm chains like as i'm telling you that you know z run and things like that so those kind of things can be done so when you need composability like your nfts need to move to the to a public chain where you need the liquidity hub right so basically the the system also needs to grow in this one right so like just like the real world you have a manhattan area where which is the largest like kind of uh, the, the 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 economic uh, liquidity hub where you know the users are coming and people are coming to do large trades and all that but if once when you are not doing it where where do you stay you stay in new jersey or some connecting suburbs and things like that which are you know where you can have a much better living right so it's the same thing with the with the the blockchains also it will have some few liquidity hubs like ethereum main chain some of these layer 2s and things like that but applications will live on their own suburbs or ecosystems will live on their own suburbs what you are saying is that composability on one single state like see that is that is what like the position solana has taken that if they that you can create one single uh, state uh, chain where all, everything can exist on on one chain right only thing is like as i'm telling you like why nobody in the like the og ethereum space or people who have come from the designing blockchains uh, from in in the bitcoin ecosystem also the, we don't believe in that is that you can already imagine that how can you have one system which has the entire world's application building on it right it's it's not sustainable because the state growth itself like the you know state means uh, storage basically when you are having an nft or you are running something it is storing something somewhere right like the validators have to store that state and that state starts growing crazy if you have good enough traction right and that is what exactly what has happened previously uh, you know again like i as you said that you don't want to make it a comparison i also don't want to specifically talk about that but you saw with the defi for example uh, you know initially it was uh, inorganically it grew for some time in solana ecosystem but then you had the chain stability issues right because the bots if the fees is so less in 10 20 50 dollars 100 dollars somebody can attack the chain and you know bombard millions of transactions then at the right time you can't even have let's say the oracles updating the data which is what i think uh, you know happened in one of the hacks also that uh, you know oracles just could not update the data and uh, you know the, the there was no way to liquidate the mechanisms and that uh, the defi protocol actually became under collateralized and all the, all that like recently there was some news report i was reading so point being 
that we don't believe in that future that that is possible to be achieved today you see that that is possible because there is very few usage like because nft buyers like total the you know how much total transactions are happening hardly few thousands right because these nfts are being traded let's say 10000 transactions that's nothing but when things starts happening at scale you have you know 2 million or or even like a half a million or 1 million users who are trading or using the blockchain at a very high frequency then the the chain starts any chain will start crumbling like no, i don't think there is anybody who has you know like uh, people like you know uh, let's say vitalik or uh, other big researchers in the blockchain space anybody if you ask ask them they would anybody would confirm or kind of agree that you know this kind of single state machine can be built today like nobody believes in that so we also don't believe in that future right now it looks because it's synthetic it's at a very low adoption state so sometimes you see that okay this is working fine but you know in the past like eight months that's what you know i was previously also arguing in the past eight months chain going down or one year the chain going down like uh six to eight times you know any good game any good uh studio you you imagine like something like you know like these bigger uh you know gaming gaming studios launching a chain where suddenly like for two hours their users can't use it i don't think that they are going to use uh such uh, you know kind of infrastructure and that's why like you know again my my complaint but again we live in the in this in this ecosystem is that you know we have the crypto native like probably how much like you know maybe 100000 people globally and which are on chain nft trading nfts actively not even 100000 actually like you know if you see uh, to uh, if you see open sea also like at, at the peak when they had 3 billion uh, you know uh, volume uh, on a, on a, i think on the monthly basis or on the on the daily basis i don't recall the stats but the number of users that were using OpenSea was hardly like 80000 or 100000 or something like that so it was very small number so i think in the niche community like we you know the, the niche community does not think uh, for the larger mainstream adoption of uh, of crypto or web3 uh, whatever we want to call it and uh, you know that's why like you know we become myopic in these ones so that single state one is not a sustainable future we don't believe in that future we believe that the blockchain is going to grow right now only in the form of uh you know these multiple layer twos multi-chain ecosystem which are interconnected just like you know i give you example of cities how cities work like manhattan is the main center but you have a lot of suburbs connecting into it you come to manhattan when you need some sort of liquidity or you need to execute a large trade and things like that Sorry for the long answer on that, but uh, you know it, there's a lot of things to unpack over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like the the biggest thing is um, like for me at least, um, I think a lot of people are trying to bring like a lot of uh, you know similarities or, or talk a lot on like the Solana or you know Polygon or which one's better or that side. Um, you know, we can really break that down all day. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like what this is really is about that this this space right now is really talking about you know like what what is being built specifically on polygon it's not the tarshade anywhere else but you know what what is they're doing there's this a lot of people don't understand this and to bring a lot of attention to that that that's lacking right now um and to have like the co-founder you know of polygon here in this space is like a privilege um so just kind of like a quick little room reset um you know make sure everybody that you're you know you're commenting in here in the space uh and you know sharing it out there uh follow the speakers follow the co-host 
um, you know, these guys are taking some time out of their day, uh, their night. Uh, so just give them the proper, you know, appreciation for that because uh, they're really killing the game here. Um, but, you know, I see that. And I think like, you know, Johnny, like just want to say that, you know, this comparison is also, you know, like a little bit uh, this thing like naive because, uh, I mean, we, we keep doing that. But, uh, you know, like because we have a very vocal NFT and uh, visible community on crypto Twitter. And that's why you feel like, oh, Solana has these 10 or whatever, like 10, 15 NFT collections, which are doing well. Like when last I checked, I think there were 10 top 10 collections and only the top three were doing like 70, 80%. But after that, there's nobody, right? And then, or like, you know, total five or six will constitute to 80, 90% of the volume. Whereas like on, on Polygon, like I can't even, like I don't even now uh you know know how many applications are building like because the number is so huge and i think like alchemy or infura uh, which is the consensus metamask company they actually posted out there are like 50000 applications that are deployed on polygon the only difference is those applications like we have never worked in a way where we ask those communities those application communities to you know kind of talk about polygon like we don't you know kind of neither we can force them but we also never worked in that strategy that, you know, all these games or these applications that are built on Polygon, they should talk about Polygon more. Like we don't, we don't work like that. We come from Ethereum ecosystem. We believe in, you know, mattering less and they should matter more. Like the application should matter more. And, uh, you know, just to give you an example, like Reddit NFT itself are owned by like at least 3 million. Last statistics was 3 million users. That's more than the actual users on all the blockchains, I think. Like only Ethereum block, Ethereum main chain can have like, you know, I think more uh, unique, uh, you know, wallets on that, right? So so that, that's why it's a, it's a you know, like slightly, uh, uh, you know, sad comparison for us uh, that, you know, like Polygon, the, the application community is like orders of magnitude, not even like comparable to this thing. But they are, they you know, you, you guys like, you know, compare it because there is a very vocal NFT PFP community. But apart from that, the moment you grow past that, DeFi, absolutely huge. Like, you know, there is no comparison. Gaming, no comparison. The, you know, three, four, five application. Like, you know, I think we, sh we should ask someone to just post. Like, you know, we can keep keep posting about that for, for, uh, for hours. Like, you know, in each tweet. And there will be like at least 500 plus good games. And then, you know, thousands of overall games. So, that's why, like, the comparison is slightly sad for us also. Uh, but it's okay. Like, you know, that's the name of the game. Like, you know, the what we're realizing that, okay, this uh, this vocal uh, crypto Twitter community is also needed. And, yeah, that's where we are also, like, you know, uh, now promoting culture and NFTs at uh, this one. But, yeah, the comparison is slightly unfair. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think it's kind of like one of those things, like, you can't really compare, you know, what we're doing. Um, and, you know, oh. like, a lot of people are saying like, ah, oh, there, there's no community, but you know, from people that are in the Polygon community, you know, they're kind of like, what? Like that, that's not even the case. I just think like, it's kind of one of those like smaller, close knit things. Um, like at this point in time, like as we really scale no, out. No, no, no. All I'm saying, Johnny, like it's not about being smaller. It's about like Polygon communities are basically the user communities are application communities. Like as I'm telling you, like for example, Nike Swoosh, like, you know, 150,000 uh, followers are there and they use Nike Swoosh, but we don't want we we don't go to them and say that you know you talk about Polygon on Twitter like they talk about Nike Swoosh right like Reddit uh, for Reddit users they talk about Reddit NFTs not that you know it is built on Polygon and that's the unfortunate part like you know we are here 
in this in this industry like 14 years it's been like bitcoin is is, is this thing uh, has has been created and we are still talking about the basic like blockchain is the basic raw infrastructure layer right and you know ideally it should not be talked like you and us we don't talk about british tel- telecom uh, optical fiber lines right like what wifi you are using nobody use nobody talks about that we talk about apps right and it's the unfortunate reality of our industry that you know after like 10 years of or 10 plus years of this industry existing we still like you know are talking about the blockchains like which blockchain and application is it does not really really even matter so the polygon all those communities are app specific communities they don't talk about polygon on twitter and all that right but they you know there are much much bigger communities out there right so uh, they, they they who are using polygon infrastructure they just do they just interact with their application ecosystem not the blockchain they are built on so it's only the nft pfp community which is small yes on polygon and which will change very shortly you you guys will see yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's already evident, you know. I mean, you see, you know, as you know, in in the in the poly builders chat, you see, you know, founders extremely active. Uh, you know, you have Sandeep engaging with all these tweets. You have, you know, Ryan Wyatt engaged, and you know, one of the top projects right now uh, is Ret Gang, and I see their hands raised, probably about to fall off. So I'm gonna send it over to you guys, so you guys can kind of talk about what you're doing, because uh, I'm sure that hand's hurting a little bit. It's all good, Johnny. The name's Rec. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for setting this up. And, and thank you, Sandy, for, you know, actively participating in the spaces. Uh, uh, it's really appreciated. It shows how much you care about the community. So uh, my question is, I really like how you put the NFT space in three separate buckets. And I agree. So the first bucket being, you know, Let's go with gaming. The second, established brands, Web2 brands. This is Nike, Reddit. And the third, which is us, the DGENs, right? The web-free culture. Um, and I guess that's the, the bucket you're trying to fill with the Utes move and uh, uh, all these PFP collections coming over. Very interesting. I'm wondering, will do you foresee partnerships being, you know, built between the gaming nfts and the web3 dgens or the web2 brands like nike reddit starbucks and you know something like utes or another pfp collection that's in the web3 space so i'm wondering one do you foresee this happening and actually are you guys planning to facilitate some of these partnerships absolutely so you know we have like to tell you like you know this uh you know this 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 as i was saying that you know this community this conversation is also like slightly said that polygon communities is 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 like you know because it's it does not have this vocal uh pfp community like polygon community small it's like you know there are like half a million on-chain holders of like you know matic token for example and you don't even go into the exchanges where there they must be in millions right so it's it's pretty 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 big in that sense so uh, you know, now we have to focus on this, you know, NFT PFP thing, which we are now doing. And there are war scale efforts on that. So, you know, uh, to answer your question precisely about these brand integrations into the NFTs, like, of course, these brands are, you can you can imagine that they are very, uh, you know, about their IP, these, you know, kind of very corporate right? You can, you can imagine like enterprise uh, kind of processes, legal process and this and that, whereas a lot of, NFTs will come from 
uh, you know, uh, uh, like as we say that, you know, our DGEN community sometimes and on and all that. So, you know, that that part is we we are we are doing a lot of efforts to make those things happen. And some of the NFTs which have like open, uh, uh, you know, teams, professionalized, institutionalized teams, many of them we are, uh, you know, already connecting as I was as I'm saying that there are war scale efforts on that to have some of these, uh, you know, uh, uh, like pure uh, degen uh, community NFTs to integrate with the brands. We are already doing that. Multiple connections have been made and we'll keep pushing uh, on that. And I foresee that some of the stronger teams, and that's why, like, you know, if you are coming from uh, such a community and leading such a community, you need to, you know, make sure, because imagine when you go with there, there are like legal docs to be signed and, you know, NDAs and whatnot, like with the brands and all that. So it will need to be a highly professionalized environment. The teams that are able to, you know, balance this out with the Web3 degenness plus the professionalism, I think they will be able to crack some of these deals. And that's what we have been, we, we are trying, like, you know, we are also going to help in that professionalization from our side. Yeah, and then I, I think, you know, kind of to, to bridge off of what you just said, because uh, I know Wab was kind of talking a little bit about like the brand side of things and, and all that. I kind of want to streamline it back to him just because I know it's kind of on that same topic of conversation. Um, my question was actually going to be something about uh, gaming. Um, we can we can take it that way if you if you want it to. Yeah, just just hit it because Knights and Peasants is up next. So that works. Sure. Um, so I was just wondering. Uh, a lot, as you were saying before, like a lot of gaming uh, or game studios and whatnot, they're moving their state off chain, right? They want to do it off chain because it makes much more sense of what they're used to. And I mean, doing it all on chain wouldn't really, wouldn't really be feasible, right? Um, but there's a new sort of trend where, uh, you know, gaming uh, games are putting, they're allowing people to mint on chain, but also take stuff off chain. So like being able to take ownership if you want ownership, right? Um, and I'm just wondering, are you guys building any infrastructure with any engines um, to help facilitate that and make it more, or, or, or sorry, less friction, uh, or give it less friction? Because um, I think every team having to build out this infrastructure is going to be difficult and probably time consuming. So I'm just wondering if you have anything like that planned. Yes, absolutely. So you have like, for example, already today, uh, which some large studios are going to use like, uh, you know, middleware infrastructures like uh, Stardust today. Like if you are building a game, you can use this middleware infrastructure of Stardust or, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the biggest one like in the OG on the Polygon ecosystem is the Sequence, like Horizon Games uh, Sequence Wallet and their infrastructure. You can use simply their infrastructure and, you know, anytime like you know ping me or anybody from the polygon community or the ecosystem they can make connections and all that with you or you can directly go to them and either of these can provide you the entire middleware infrastructure where you know your users you can you can like what you are saying is like that is the user experience and that's why that should answer your tps question also that a lot of games if we have to go mainstream the games should provide users where there is easy onboarding, like just sign up with the email or, you know, mobile number or whatever it is. And then you have advanced settings where you want to take your NFTs out, you know, in your self-custodial wallet, fair enough, you know, take it out. But that's only for the advanced settings and advanced users. So those kind of things people are building uh, and there are middlewares like, you know, some of them will have some of these functionalities. And, uh, you know, there are more 
such middlewares that we are working with uh, and they're going to come out. They're going to, uh, you know, also provide many of these services. So, you know, the idea from, from our side is there should be multiple options for the developers to choose from and they, you know, can have all these features, compare them and then choose a middleware which allows them to do all of this. It's really interesting. Um, just to just to quickly ask, are there any middlewares that allow for um, you know, wallets to sign or sign up with what? Uh, sorry, sign up with email. Sorry, it's really late here. Uh, signing up with your email to get a wallet and also having that connected to like a Web two sort of account, like infrastructure. If that makes sense, like, are there, is there any middleware that makes that a lot easier? I think I think Stardust would be providing this functionality. Uh, both Stardust and uh, Horizon Games uh, Sequence Wallet, they both provide this functionality where you can have like Web3 Auth. Basically, using Web3 Auth, you can have uh, email signups and all that. Like, and then the you know the keys are managed on on email and things like that. User don't have to go into that. But I think Horizon provides you only self custodial uh, form, whereas like Stardust must be providing you the non uh, the custodial part of it also. So just you will have to just connect and match the features, uh, and and you know uh, those those functionalities are provided on that. Both of the ways, like I think the user experience that you want to achieve, you will be able to achieve with that. And also, like for example, music NFTs, like you know, uh, uh, for example, just go to the Royal, uh, you know, application, like which is uh, uh, you know uh, like the bigger uh, music NFT uh, part. Like just go and see some of your some of their experience, or see that experience of Zedron or uh, Pegaxi, for example. You will see that they have already achieved all of these things where. The end user, they can just sign up with his email and then have a click, click, click experience. It's only when they have to move from, let's say, the the chain from, let's say, Ethereum to this. Like if the user is onboarded on Ethereum and he has to move to a layer two and all that, there, you know, the user experience becomes slower and tricky. But if the user is originating from the, you know, the layer two or the secondary layer chain itself, then it's absolutely no problem. Many of applications have built those uh, functionalities. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll take it kind of uh, right next to tonight's and peasants, keeping it on the gaming side. Uh, really excited for what they're building. I see that right now. Uh, pretty soon they're going to be airdropping the the all gold knights, so I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Hey guys. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I was going to ask or talk about has been touched on, but I just wanted to give a little background on us first before I run into my questions. So last year when we first started building our game, the narrative on the chain that we were on was everything had to be on Web3, everything had to be on chain. It was very on-chain maxi. So that's what we did at the time. We, Our whole dApp is, is on-chain. To um, put it in perspective, we've had 70,000 transactions in the past 30 days. Um, which, as Sandeep was saying, it's just it's completely unsustainable. We've had downtime, we've had um, high gas and chain instability. So what we're doing is kind of what Web was talking about, actually, is um, it was we're building infrastructure so that our gamers can go between back and forth Web 2, Web 3 within the game and keep most of our game off-chain while leaving the assets on-chain and keeping the heart of Web 3, you know, ownership. Um, so let me just go through my notes again. Um, yeah, so we want more immersion. 
better user experience and you've already answered my first question, which, which was going to be, how are you going to scale? So SuperNet's look awesome. It's really encouraging to see that this sort of stuff is um, not being overlooked, it's being targeted. Um, so with the, the recent chain instability and the gas increases, which has happened since all the major brand announcements, how do you feel about the state of Polygon and its stability right now? Do you think that some dApps might need to go to a supernet already? Um, and as a secondary question, how can smaller indie projects get your attention? Yeah. So uh, the like st on the stability part, like I think the chain, uh, you know, has been operational for, you know, I think more than uh, two and a half years and all that. And chain had has only one time where there was a, you know, active downtime on the chain. Otherwise, the chain has always been, you know, smooth and running for the for the end users how the chains you know do is like the gas fees can you know fluctuate when there are a large number of users trying to use it obviously the gas fees will go up and uh, that's the crypto economy mechanisms to protect against the spam right like if there's too much spam then uh, the cost is the same the, the the chain can be attacked right so 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 th th that's the thing and like the your decision on whether you want to stay on the public you know, shared chain where all the applications are on one single chain versus the supernet is determined by, uh, you know, how many daily active users you are you are seeing. Like if your daily active users are somewhere between like, you know, few, like 50,000 to 100,000, I think even, like till 50,000, I would say that, you know, it's good enough for you to be on a shared chain and things like that. But then once you start going beyond that, then uh you know you need to do some engineering efforts to move into a dedicated uh, you know system uh, altogether dedicated chain altogether uh, again run by polygon validators and things like that so uh that's that's the that's the route i think that was one question and second question is like how do how can we uh, you know get attention uh, or how can you get attention on the polygon core ecosystem uh teams is like you know i mean once you start uh you know like it's very easy to reach out like i think if you just ping me or ping anybody like somebody will connect you but <clears throat> having an actual engagement and all that will also depend on you know the, the the merit of the application that you are building what is the current community size and all those things and how much let's say uh you know help we can provide over there but obviously like you know we have in the past helped a lot of teams which are promising at a very early stage and we help them grow like, you know, to pretty big sizes. Like, you know, uh, as I keep saying, like, for example, Zedrun started as a very small, uh, you know, game and ecosystem. And then, you know, they went on to, you know, you know, even get VC funding from A16Zs of the world and things like that. So, uh, you know, we are very uh, kind of excited when some of our uh, ecosystem pa uh, partners can, you know, achieve that level of uh, success. So just reach out to anyone, like, you know, to me or, uh, to anyone from the from from our team that you know of, we would love to support. Yeah, and kind of to to reiterate that, I mean, um, you know, I I literally just reached out to Sandeep like, hey, w would you be willing to just get on a space and talk about Polygon NFTs? And he instantly was like, hey, yeah, like let's do it, let's set it up. Um, like you're not gonna find a lot of people that are like that receiving to just come and help. Um, so so for that, like it, it is greatly appreciated, and like it's not just he really is here to help out um and i think i think that's massive like they they really are open to so uh 
you know, if you are building or you have questions, like it, it's very simple to get in contact with the, the team over there. And if you can't get in contact, like message me and I, I would love to help you, you know, direct it to that way and, uh, you know, help point you in the right direction. Um, and kind of to fall off of that, uh, I see early retirement cats club had their hand up for a while. So, uh, what's up? All right. Thank you, Johnny. Really loving this talk. Uh, well, I thought this space was solely about NFTs, but it seems I've slanted a bit earlier to a comparison talk on TPS and capacity and gaming, of course. Indeed, they are sure important. Uh, as for me, rather than a question, I just wanted to mention why we chose Polygon as our ground for our PFP project. Oh, before that, let me just tell everyone who is talking and what project I'm talking about. I am MK or just cat guy if you want for your convenience in charge of the project building on ERCC. Uh, ERCC, short for Early Retired Cats Club, is a PFP NFT project based on the Cats and Soup universe, a giant cat idol game with over 30 million cumulative downloads. Uh, the collection is composed of 1,930 adorable giant cats, each stationed in 193 countries. Uh, we're gonna be launching Intel X a Web3 platform, uh, gaming platform on Polygon, which supports Web3 auth, allowing email and social network account signups that Wab and Sandy was talking about earlier. Uh, we think that lowering the hurdle for getting into Web3 is very, very important. So Polygon has always been known for its stability and scalability, and I believe that the firm ground of Polygon has led to its growth. Uh, thus, it will lead to the expansion of the NFT market on Polygon chain, and it sure looks like a great chance to start building or migrating to Polygon. Uh, while gaming engagement and concentrated NFTs has been great on Polygon, like Sandeep said, uh, community-driven NFTs like PFP NFTs has just started to grow and shine on Polygon. I truly believe that the chances are PFPs are to grow big for certain on Polygon too. Yeah, so big trust and anticip anticipations on you, Sandeep. Absolutely, man. You know, uh, we are like, as I said, that on the PFP NFTs is the first time, uh, this is the only, you know, space, whether it's DeFi, gaming, Polygon is always in the top one or top two, uh, you know, uh, ranks in terms of the adoption. Is the PFP, like, you know, as I originally in the starting of the space said that there are three segments and we focus very heavily on brands and, you know, sports, celebrities and, you know, like Web2, uh, you know, companies like Instagram and Reddit, uh, you know, doing these NFTs and all that. But this is the first time we are, you know, putting very concerted efforts on the NF PFP NFT side. And, you know, I, I have no doubts, like, you know, just the way we have always done, like we very soon you will see uh you know polygon uh you know up there just below ethereum uh, community in terms of nfts i'm i'm curious to hear from magic eden and i think that's a kind of a great segue because they just started listing polygon nfts and magic eden has been growing rapidly and magic eden lists ethereum and solana and now polygon i imagine a bunch of those nfts will be pfp variety um, if we can jump in and hear what Magic Eden has to say, I'd be, I'd love to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. Hey, hey, how's everyone doing? Um, Johnny and Ghost, thank you guys for having me on here. Um, Johnny, definitely a big fan of the uh, Billionaire Zombie Club. You know, uh, check couple, check some of them out. Phenomenal. Um, 
so a little introduction about myself. Uh, my name is uh, Crypto God. I work in the marketing department uh, of Magic Eden. Um, for people who don't know what Magic Eden is, uh, it's a, it's a cross-chain uh, marketplace. Uh, we recently just adopted Polygon, you know, with, with arms open, we've adopted Polygon. Um, you know, this has been an exciting time because uh, just how Sandeep said that it's not about like, you know, it's not about like being a chain maxi, it's about the technology itself and the fact that um, we need, to, we um, as the crypto community as a whole, like, you know, we have to move, shift our idea from not just being a chain maxi, but being a technology maxi and like, you know, um, working together rather than being individual in our own, uh, in our own chain. Um, you know, with Magic Eden, like, you know, we've launched like about 400, 400 plus creators. We've helped like 40 plus creators launch the project, um, you know, and we're working on creating these uh, creator service tools, uh, which should be launching coming up within this year, uh, a little bit sooner as well. Um, I had a question for Sandeep that, you know, uh, I was very curious about was, um, you know, we kind of, so with Magic, we have an idea of like, you know, what, Sol uh, what Solana uh, creators need, but like my question was, uh, for Polygon creators, like, you know, what have you been seeing that Polygon the creators have been requesting you guys to like, you know, either build or provide? Um, and I was just curious to understand, like, you know, uh, the Polygon community mindset. Absolutely. I think the, the base, uh, you know, like it's still very early days. I think it's only like this season has happened, like, you know, I think one, one and a half months back only that, you know, let's bring back the focus on these, on the creator uh, and the NFT, PFP, NFT side. Uh, and I think the, you know, the early uh, kind of thoughts are, you know, obviously early requirements are solved by, uh, you know, solutions like, like you guys, like at Magic Eat and things like that. But I think, uh, apart from that, uh, you know, like a launch pad, people are expecting like, you know, some sort of launch pad or uh, uh, some mechanism where creators can come freely and without into getting into the hassle of, you know, building the, the backends and things like that, like just launch their NFT collections and all that. I think that is also one thing that is coming up plus, plus actually like, you know, growing this, this community uh around those nft pfp collectors like building awareness amongst the collectors that you know uh there is a there is this ecosystem where which is like you know just brewing up and coming up and you know these things have a lot of novelty factor and all that so i think uh that that basic community factor is also that we are uh you know actively working on um i think these have been the bigger requirements that i have seen till now um uh yeah and I think like, you know, we are also very bullish on like, you know, working with the, you know, you guys at Magic Eden and things like that, who have actually like already existing communities across these, uh, you know, especially the NFT and P PFP NFT aware, uh, you know, uh, people. So, you know, maybe you, you know, we, we hopefully like some of our creators will help, will get help from those uh, existing communities that you guys have an amazing ecosystem that you guys have. Absolutely. Um, I definitely have to say, you know, you guys did a really good job of like uh, onboarding a lot of normies into the like the uh, the ecosystem. And like, you know, I definitely got to say like you guys did a killer job. So uh, definitely hats off to you guys for doing that. Absolutely. 
Yeah, um, kind of, kind of falling off of that. I see that uh, Wav has his hand up. So, uh, what's up, friend? Hey, um, I've got a question more about liquidity. Um, so, you know, when it comes to like choosing a, a scaling solution, um, you know, despite how amazing the UX is and, and the BD team might be, I know like you guys have an amazing BD team and, and you've, you've nailed solid partnerships and everything um, and collaborations, but um, liquidity is really, really important, right? Um, and, you know, specifically sticky liquidity. Uh, so having money floating around in the ecosystem that can, uh, you know, go into your collection or go into your gaming ecosystem, right? Um, and not having to create that liquidity yourself and it being there ready to be spent on your collection, right? Yep. I'm just wondering, uh, you know, what, what uh, do you guys have any strategies on how to get more sticky liquidity into Polygon? Because I think that's, you know, like Arbitrum and other chains, they've done a quite good job of, job of that. And I'm just wondering if you guys have any strategies. The, on the liquidity, so I, I see again, that's why, like, you know, I want to just go to DeFi Llama, for example, right, right now. And see the see the dex volumes over there, like and see after Ethereum and maybe the Binance Smart Chain because you know it has a lot of Binance users. But what who has the largest uh, amount of liquidity uh, in that sense? Like just check over there, you'll see the on the dex volumes. Polygon is the usually is the second or the third biggest, uh, you know, after Ethereum Binance Smart Chain. And I think still uh, our liquidity would be like at least like i think one month back it was like five times then the next next uh, you know player like arbitrum and then now it would be like still like 150% or uh, at least 50% more than the arbitrum ecosystem so one is the dex liquidity second thing is this nft you know kind of volume uh, if you want to if you will right so even with this uh, and we are like actively now discussing with this crypto slam team right like the the the, the problem is that they don't index many of the polygon uh, you know i think i don't know whether they index even the gaming collections and all that which are which are much uh, bigger in terms of volume but uh, like many of the collections they, they they simply don't don't track over there and even when, like, sometimes back, like, somebody was, uh, you know, there was a one day somebody was saying that the volume was, like, I think some some few hundred thousand. But where when we were querying from our big query, like, in the, in the background, uh, the analytic system, the volume was, like, clearly above, like, you know, 10 times of that, like, in whatever that, uh, you know, volume was being said over there. So it's, it's, it's a fairly healthy volume over there for the collections but still not the best. Like, you know, after Ethereum, I think Solana has the second volume on the NFT, PFP NFTs. I'm only talking about the PFP NFTs. Uh, and that that's Polygon is not at the top. And very soon we will, uh, you know, reach that uh, once we have started now in, in the last one month focusing on that. Uh, and uh, I think that's the volume where we need to grow on. But the DEX volumes where your tokens and your, like whatever rewards people are getting from the game and things like that, their uh, polygon volume is you know second only to the ethereum main chain just check on dfi llama like for example the stats for today or in the stats in the recent days you will find it pretty high and hamza also wants to say from our side yeah hamza please go ahead yeah thank you thank you sandeep thank you johnny for uh, getting me up here yeah uh, one thing which i wanted to add apart from the volume yeah like i mean there are days i remember uh, where we have crossed bsc in terms of 24 hour volume uh, that is one thing. Uh, and these are without any incentives, without any uh, trading uh, incentives on DEXs, without any 
um, airdrop, you know, lure of airdrop or whatever, which other these chains are doing. But one thing, uh, the uh, L2 chain, whatever they are doing, I mean, we there are there is zero. You can check. Uh, it's all like organic. And this volume will only go up with, you know, stuff like this Robinhood wallet, which is coming in the next few weeks or few, uh, like in this one month where, you know, 1.5 million, 2 million new like new DeFi users will come on chain, DeFi and NFT users, which will bring completely new liquidity into the system. And that will be exclusive to Polygon for a long time. That is one thing. But another thing which I wanted to talk which about is this one uh, vertical, which is coming up in DeFi NFT spaces, this whole new primitives, which even today, like I was in, a, in this discussion with in this Twitter uh, on Twitter, uh, and you must have seen that uh, also like people are talking a lot about these NFT primitives about, you know, renting, uh, lending, um, you know, even there, are, there is there are a couple of protocols that are sharding these big uh, punks and apes and big of these things and providing uh, fractional liquidity and fractional yield using other protocols like JPEG and all these things and and for Polygon, I uh, this I can say in the next few months you will see a lot of healthy ecosystem in this NFT DeFi primitive space because in the end of the day all of these NFTs if you want to have and and you probably you know this more than anyone of us is like uh, uh, is this like if you have a big collection like you want people to hold them for a long time but people also want like this whole blockchain's composability uh, space people want to have uh, um, uh, you know passive liquidity passive yield on top of them so i'm pretty excited i actually wanted to know more if you what are your thoughts on on that space because uh, that is that is something that we are actively working on with partners yeah it's 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 definitely interesting i think um just in terms of getting i, I know with the problem i think with bridged ETH, I think bridged ETH is the thing that like um, some like Arbitrum has over um, Polygon, right? Um, and I'm just I, I know because Polygon isn't necessarily an L2; it's more of like a side chain, right? So you use Matic as a gas token, so it's probably less likely that yeah, you're going to have people bridging ETH. Yes, recently on Arbitrum, I think that what happened is that they have a up, upcoming airdrop token airdrop also. So due to that, like I think last two three months, a lot of people have bridged over. And I think now we have like they they have around one point zero three billion in total TVL, and Polygon has like one point zero one. Like it's it's a ten twenty million dollar difference, uh, which the, you know recently they've climbed up. But but there's a lot of like there's a very good DeFi ecosystem brewing up over there. Uh, you know definitely because it's a it's a pure layer two. Polygon also have a zk EVM coming in, uh, very shortly. So that should resolve uh, those issues. Uh, but I think like if for the longest time on the on the TVL, if you remove like BSC and Tron uh, out of the configuration after Ethereum Polygon has been the biggest. And even now, the DEX volumes, uh, which is like, you know, largely community uh, believes that, you know, those are the numbers, uh, those are the things which should be or that is one metric that people should should, should see uh, is, is also pretty high, uh, you know, from the Polygon side, like it's higher on Polygon. Uh, but yes, like they've, recently they've got uh, some amount of TP, TVL uh, for pe- people bridging over. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of liquidity incentives, do you ever like when do you guys see yourselves deploying those again? I remember back in the day there was like Aave and such that you had, you know, you could farm Matic um, and, and actually get some of that. So I'm just wondering if you're planning on that anytime soon. See, like, you know, what we have seen is that in the past, that that is a very mercenary kind of liquidity, which comes and goes the moment the those rewards are switched off, then the liquidity goes. 
and we now have a fairly organic system like you know uh, decent volumes like i think uniswap has uh, a pretty large number of user base i think larger by number of users larger than ethereum main chain uh, uh, on on polygon so, so i think like uh, you know those liquidity incentives like we are actively like we might consider during the zkvm uh, days like you know when the zkvm comes in, comes in if let's say we have to grow the ecosystem but again like now the 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 liquidity incentives and all that is so much a uh, you know thing of i think 2021 2020 2021 uh, i think now we have robin hood for example is launching their uh, you know wallet uh, web3 wallet exclusively on polygon and that will also bring in a lot of uh, you know dex liquidity and uh, other uh, you know kind of users coming on chain uh, so you know many of these things uh, like these things are 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 happening and uh, that will keep growing the the liquidity i think liquidity especially the dex liquidity and all that is absolutely you know polygon has like top notch uh, on, on that front right now we are not considering more liquidity incentives but more like organic ways like as i said that you know robinhood uh, coming in and you know some other uh, you know kind of big, bigger defi initiatives which can bring in organic uh, users instead instead of the mercenary liquidity johnny maybe we could hit some of the people who've had their hands up for forever um should we just go in order like whale whale coin talk and then we just go you know cuz i think they've been have their hands up for like at least half an hour yeah, yeah, let's, let's get through these hands. Let's do it. Go ahead, Whale Coin Talk. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, can you hear me? Just making sure my, my mic works. Let's be clear. Cool, yeah. Noah from Whale Coin Talk here. Sandeep, how's it going, man? Uh, you actually brought up my question or what I was going to ask about was <clears throat> the ZK EVM Hermes. I wanted to know how far along you guys are with the uh, development of Hermes 2.0 and also once you guys take the reins off of that and you know it, it's in full force what does that mean for the overall polygon ecosystem and you know, what can people expect how do you see that affecting your guys's growth adoption and you know, just overall um activity on the chain or an ecosystem absolutely so uh, two questions on that first is like you know when are we thinking like i think uh, you know we have actually deployed our final candidate uh testnet which is like you know basically the version of mainnet and now we are just uh, you know testing it internally and uh, i think you know very very soon like i i can't even put a date on that but i think it's it's like now very very close like you know it can happen any time now so you know maybe i i would say like you know few weeks for productionizing it but we are absolutely already there right and we are going to be definitely the first uh, you know zk evm which launches on the you know mainnet so that's 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 a pretty positive news for polygon and then i think that that is that is uh, you know something that i have been you know also been looking up to and you know about how much impact it will have on have on the polygon ecosystem i think that's like one and and that's like genuine uh, criticism is that uh, for polygon uh, ecosystem is that you know we don't have a pure layer 2 and you know especially in the ethereum community the same community is is very purist right so we want all of us we want like the pure layer 2s and uh, you know things like that so i think this will you know resolve one key uh, issue on that and then we are also working on very exciting updates on uh, you know polygon pos also so 
you know eventually how we see the world growing is that you know ethereum main chain is going to become the main security or and decentralization provisioning layer instead of like actual uh, users using ethereum main chain and uh, you know users would be using these layer 2 and these secondary layer chains which i call secondary layer chains which include side chains dedicated app chains and things like that and layer 2s right so for us ethereum scaling comprises of all of it like you know it, it is it includes layer 2s which derive full security from ethereum but obviously if the security is coming from ethereum the gas fees on these chains is going to be slightly higher but then you will also have uh you know probably side chains public side chains which are much lower cost but don't derive full security from ethereum but derive partial security from ethereum or maybe validiums and then you will also have dedicated chains which are uh you know just application specific chains uh, connected on top of like polygon layer 2s in the form of layer 3 you can call them right so and and you know our objective is to provide the developers this security spectrum like you know what kind of security you want if you are a defi you expect billion dollar tvl uh, you know to start with and all that probably a full ethereum security is good for you if you are a you know indie gamer probably like a you know side chain which has a very like low cost transactions is good for you and you still have the network effects of ethereum because your users are using ethereum address and you know they can move around assets across multiple evm chains and things like that so uh that's the that's the goal for us and i think like it it is the biggest milestone in the lifetime of uh, polygon which is you know upon us and uh, you know uh, it's coming soon so eventually ethereum is a is a chain of proofs and all activity transactions all the fun stuff happens on highly scalable rollups um highly scalable ledgers side chains absolutely Great. right thank you sandeep absolutely and then as i was saying that you know the top researchers in the space who are building decentralized systems i think you know what we, we in this in this uh, spaces we also discuss that you know like for example solana is trying to build or you know some other blockchains have one single uh, you know state single data storage uh, layer where you have like high tps and everything is going over there like you know as as i said that nobody believes in that future that 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 is a sustainable future it's 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 you know almost impossible to achieve that and uh, the 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 second part is that these the this these kind of system you can build as distributed systems but these are not decentralized systems for building decentralized system that's the only way like the topmost researchers in the space including vitalik and all that we all believe that this is how the ecosystem is going to grow ethereum becoming the security and decentralization layer and the layer 2s and the secondary layers uh chains becoming the user layer where users live so that's what yeah i think it's i think it's kind of a perfect time to kind of roll into zero uh rocking the rocking the seal out here so uh zero what's up my friend i love the threads by the way thanks uh hey sandeep i got a question uh, just following up on wab's question earlier about the custodial wallet so i'll, I'll tell you my experience working in web3 games is that uh when you work with some of these third party custodial wallets they 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 need to monetize right they're their own business they have fees on you transferring in and out or exchanges so uh do you have a timeline for one you know building one your own and if you and two have you seen so rare.com seamless experience where you can just kind of click through an email they set up the custodial wallet i'm very aware that them based in france they have a lot less legal uh barriers but i really think that would be bullish for polygon is that someone can come in 
click, you know, go through an email, they get the Matic coin seamlessly transparent, um, you know, actually invisible is even better. And they can go play the game that would bring our products like worldwide. No, that is actually most of the this is exactly what I was discussing that that is actually uh, most of the projects on Polygon do like that. Like, you know, if, if you want to just test out this experience, just go to the Horizon games, for example, Skyweaver game. Just right now, just go to Skyweaver game and then you will see that you can sign up with mobile number or email, seamless click-click experience and, uh, you know, like interact with the game and play this fun game. Like, you know, I think it's one of the one of the one of the better games built out in the uh, you know web web three or crypto ecosystem, and uh, that's what most of the projects use, and that is what exactly I was saying that you know most of these polygon projects which have like large number of users, they for them polygon is actually invisible, and that's what have been our strategy that you know the blockchain needs to be invisible for these end users, right? And that's why like you know you don't have that vocal. Uh, you know, but crypto Twitter, uh, you know, people talking about like and flashing their uh, PFPs and things like that, because most of these projects are using these applications, which don't even know that, like, for example, Lens Protocol, you might have heard about Lens Protocol from Aave, the social uh, media protocol and all that, that is fully built on top of Polygon only. And, uh, right. you know, when you go yeah. with their Probably I was going to say with a sequence wallet, um, because it's owned by a startup, unless unless you've acquired it, you're working with a third party as a game coming into your platform and then they control their revenue monetization source. So I think I'm more referring to like, do you have that tech? Or are you building your own version of that in or are you acquiring them? I, it would be more comfortable for someone to come in and be like, okay, I'm not working with a third party. I'm working straight up with Polygon. There's no fees because I do believe that uh, Sequence has to monetize, right? And they have a fee for the user when they store the coin uh, on the... Uh, or store their NFTs and coins on their custodial wallet. And if you want to transfer yeah. in and out or buy, right? Yes. So, so, so you see two parts, like Polygon as a, as, as a, as a, as a, as a ecosystem or the, the, you know, the core Polygon teams there, we are, we are razor focused on building the infrastructure only. Like we can't build the end user, uh, you know, applications, which, uh, you know, or which are actually like these, uh, you know, technologies, which, we we are selling to the other user like SaaS offerings like you know we are not that uh, uh, the, you know we, we don't want to be like we only want to focus on the blockchain layer and you know give these opportunities to the third parties now to specifically your question like if you want to use this let's say this email sign up and all that all of these wallets and all that they use web3 auth that is torus protocol like they are now called web3 auth so you can directly go and use f3 auth which is this technology where you can sign up using the email and all that. You don't have to build it yourself. And that, that like Web3 Auth only builds this part. So you can just, you know, either white label their solution or buy it as a SaaS offering where they manage all this, like, you know, this, uh, because the when you're signing up with email, the keys are being stored in a secured way, in a distributed way, and all that technology is managed by them. And they are kind of the default uh, kind of provider on that. And there are multiple such also, like, you know, such providers like that. I think Magic is also one of them and there there would be more. So you can use that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to check into that about trying to do the white label version. Um, I, I'm just suggesting like, imagine SoRare.com announces tomorrow, like, hey, we're going to white label our end-to-end -end solution. So do, they have their own chain, they have their own uh, custodial wallet and they, ju and they just say, hey, SEALs, come over here and make a game. And it's like end-to-end. -end. That would be 
it, it would just be seamless. And so like, it's really good for you to take it in-house. But I understand you saying like, hey, we're good at one thing. We're not going to like go and build other people's wallet systems. That does make yep. sense. And I'm going to see how easy it is to build a custodial wallet on Polygon. Yeah, I think the you know Nibble team also wants to wants to say that. So, but from my side, what I'm saying is that you know all these applications are provided, or the all these uh, you know infrastructure tooling is provided by these third party players, and uh, you know many of them like you just have to uh, you know kind of uh, explore and choose, pick and choose what is best for you. I think Web three auth, just Google Web three auth, you will find that you know they are the you know the leading providers in that. And similarly, um, like, you know, the MPC providers, they are like, there are multiple other providers who are doing it. Um, and what you were saying about this Sorare offering, right? So if somebody is able to white label it, like I, I'm telling you, like once you start going into that, even if somebody white labels it and you want to s deploy all of those things on premises, that is, you want to set up those servers and these uh, infrastructure tooling and all that, like it's a big headache for you also as a game developer. Well, whether you will focus on building your game experience and game uh, mechanics or, you know, you want to focus or, or, you know, and also manage the entire infrastructure around it. And imagine like managing keys is a very, very, you know, tricky and security risk prone uh, mechanism. So I personally feel the better strategy is that, you know, use the infrastructure provided by these specialized companies who have like raised tens of million dollars just to do this part use those services and don't worry about uh, you know and may, may, you know so that you can focus on building the game experience uh, and game uh, you know game mechanics and all that and leave this infrastructure part to the to these partners uh, you know in the past because i've seen multiple games who started going uh, you know bigger and they had a lot of overhead uh, for managing these middleware and infrastructural pieces by the way, Johnny, thanks for that thread up there, how to buy on Polygon. I think that's a big question mark. You know, what's the marketplace? I know OpenSea, but you said that you told me privately that there's a separate marketplace. Um, what is the marketplace um, beyond OpenSea? Is there, is there one, I guess, Magic you told Eden. me that Magic Eden. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> Magic Eden and OpenSea. Is there another one, Johnny? That, yeah, so that, I mean so we have so we have multiple marketplaces i want to hit on that real quick but Smokey's had his hand up and he's he's at dinner with his girl right now he's dming <laughs> me so i gotta let him go i can't let him lose his girl over this space real fast so, so Smokey, go ahead and hit it my friend i mean i i think that she she knows uh you know that uh nfts are life and uh so yeah she definitely understands um but uh yeah you know thanks so much for for uh having me up uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Sandeep, I, I, I just, so I, I run a, a weekly Utes community space. And uh, so I'm real excited to come wow. over to Polygon and engage with the other communities um, and, you know, get them to come to our spaces and really get the, uh, you know, spaces are, are super big on Solana. And um, so, yeah, excited to, to hopefully bring yeah, that absolutely. over. I would, I would also, you know, love to uh, join sometime, like uh, if possible, please invite me also. I would love to come there uh, for the youths uh, spaces someday. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're every uh, Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, um, you know, just starting next week, they're, uh, they're going to be hosted from the main youths account, uh, Twitter account. So uh, will be a little bit easier to find from now on.
Um, but yeah, I would be, would be happy to have you come on. I know the community would, would really like to, you know, hear from you. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, my, my question is, um, what was like the catalyst like for you guys in wanting to, to focus more on, um, you know, PFP NFTs, um, rather than, you know, like gaming and some of the other ones that you guys were focused on. Absolutely. So I think the, the reason for that, like I, you know, said this at the start of the space also that the reason is that, you know, like one, one and a half years back, the whole industry, like, you know, at the start of 2021, you know, you, you would have also heard like everybody wanted to go mainstream. So, right. So we started putting a lot of focus on going mainstream and the personal thesis also like, you know, I, I said that, you know, the NFTs are primarily three segments for V. One is this PFP segment, which is although on on chain and in Web3 and crypto communities, uh, we believe like, you know, I mean, that constitutes the larger volume and all that. But I think, you know, in the longer run gaming and uh, these celebrities, brands, engagement related NFTs, loyalties, they are going to be uh, very, very big. Right. So, you know, we were focused on these uh, these two segments like gaming and these, uh, you know, brands, loyalties and stuff like that. Right. So uh, engagement related NFTs. So that's why, like, you know, we never pushed too much uh, focused on the on the PFPs uh, specifically, because I also thought originally that, you know, these PFPs were uh, Ethereum PFPs and they were like tens of thousands of dollars. And why do you need layer two for that? You can use Ethereum main chain. But over the past, like, you know, now Ethereum's, you know, roadmap has also completely main chains roadmap is basically to move users onto the layer twos and the main chain remains primarily becomes the security and the decentralization layer right so anyways like these nfts are moving on to these layer twos and things like that so that is one of the larger like strategic uh you know tailwinds on that right so that is one the second thing is like especially what happened in the last two three months like these major fiasco that has all uh, all that has happened uh with one major exchange like completely going belly up and things like that uh and you know the overall markets also the way macro markets are looking and all that and the you know the slump in the crypto uh, spaces and all that the larger mainstream audience and the the adoption is going to be slightly slower right so you know my uh, and our, our you know strategic teams and the community thinks that you know the the focus for good like next 12 to 18 months will come back to the niche, uh, you know, crypto communities, which is like DeFi, PFP NFTs, and, you know, maybe even art collectibles and things like that, that the focus will come back over here. And that's why, like, you know, then, you know, we, we realized this has always been due on me. Like, you know, we I never really uh, pushed PFP NFT ecosystem on, on Polygon. Also, from a leadership standpoint, like being somebody like who's, uh, you know, uh, kind of like you know being being leading uh you know uh, the ecosystem efforts on that so i think like now last one one and a half months we you know i finally gave it you know caved into that that you know we have to do it let's do like let's build the culture around it and i think that is one piece that is missing on the crypto twitter part also like you know we have absolutely huge communities amongst these applications but they are not polygon polygon communities like they are like you know those applications we don't push Polygon onto them, right? So, uh, you know, to have like larger and more vocal crypto Twitter uh, community and things like that, I think NFTs is the best, uh, or PFP NFTs is the best uh, way to do that. And that's what like, you know, brought the focus uh, on the, the PFPs. And, you know, like the main thing is 
once we get into any any particular uh, you know space as i was saying that whether it's defi gaming those brands web2 and all that like you know you know polygon is like right at the top on most of these segments and once we are getting into this i have no doubt that the polygon ecosystem will become like uh, you know the topmost platform over here so yeah a lot of focus on this <laughs> just just one thing on that this uh, i got sandeep to buy the ute and sandeep got me to buy this punk so you can clearly see <laughs> you can clearly see how suddenly things change yeah, yeah like, i mean like i think that right now internally like the 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 core team that we have like you know there the 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 culture is changing like i today yesterday i saw ryan picking up rect gang uh, nfts and our you know our marketing uh, you know head of marketing also like you know picked up few nfts like hellcats and rect gang and yeah her, her name is jen like for people who don't know her, her name is jennifer jen and we call her djen now <laughs> yeah awesome guys like johnny like uh, you know i also have to uh, you know go, go now and uh, i think you know we, we can continue like uh, let me know like you know when uh, i can go like i think we schedule it for one hour it's been one and a half it's been like the time flew by but so fun to discuss i think we we keep doing more of these yeah no no for sure i think i think this should definitely continue to happen and you know to kind of uh, segue off of that um obviously the space will stay open uh i know there's a lot of hands and a lot of people that still want to speak so i'll allow you all to speak i definitely want to honor that but uh like the polygon nft spaces uh, i'm going to continue to host they're going to be daily uh i'll continue to host those um timing on those will be around 5 p.m est trying to accommodate to everybody um i know it's kind of hard to hit all the time zones i understand but uh web3 you know we don't really have like a, a firm time zone but uh, i do want to thank you sandy for for coming through and offering your time same with you hamza uh you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun seeing you guys really come into communities and uh, become a part of everything. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a lot of, uh, it's, it's been a neat experience and uh, I look forward to the ride. And uh, as Smokey Absolutely, said, Johnny. we riding, baby. We riding. Yeah. And, and Johnny, like, you know, for the remaining question, I think Hamza can also answer some of them, like, you know, especially the perspective, uh, you know, uh, from our side. So maybe we can finish the remaining questions and uh, with Hamza. and then you know let's do it again like uh, you know thank you uh, to all of you uh, to to you know come and uh, you know ask these amazing questions and yep uh, this is going to be fun this is going to be fun right and you know as i said that i have no doubt polygon is going to be one of the bigger uh, ecosystems on that uh, on the nft pfps fund front Yeah, most definitely. And yeah, we'll, we'll definitely still uh, have Hamza answer all the questions that uh, that come up and, and whatnot. Uh, so excited. And uh, again, thank you, Cindy, for, for coming through and uh, look forward to seeing you in a lot more spaces. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, but to kind of segue off of what Ghost had asked, you know, about marketplaces. So, so yeah, we do, we do obviously have OpenSea, uh, which is obviously like a, a, a big marketplace. Um, but yeah, so Magic Eden did onboard a lot of Polygon projects. which is really exciting uh but also you know we do have one planet um and there's a lot of different perspectives from from each of those uh, and we we do have both of those here um so there's some cool some cool uh, grass to both sides that I really enjoy uh, especially with like the one planet side um really cool stuff there and like being able to purchase in Matic and then like uh, I know a lot of people kind of discussed it uh, especially like when I talked to a lot of the youths community as you guys have like the dust token you know they they have that upcoming where you can uh where you can actually list in in your native token so that, that there's a lot of cool twists there 
And uh, it's cool with like Magic Eden coming and uh, a lot of, you know, Solana and ETH based communities, you know, already trading there. Uh, so kind of to segue off of that, I'll, Inch, I'll allow you to kind of go and answer and, uh, you know, segue from there, my friend. Yeah. Hello, guys. Uh, nice to say hi uh, on this space and thank you for having me to speak. And yeah, Sandeep just left, but I think it is really uh, great to talk to you guys, you know, keep continuing, you know, talk to you guys. And yeah, I would like to introduce One Planet as an, you know, Polygon dedicated NFT marketplace. And um, yeah, actually, there are a few, you know, differentiators that we have, you know, when we are comparing it with other marketplaces, I don't really want to name those, you know, <laughs> our, you know, uh, other marketplaces. But, you know, yeah, we are allowing, you know, um, uh, projects to actually trade their NFTs with our their you know own utility or governance tokens, and we are also actually you know not really just focusing on you know enhancing the you know we all of course we are you know focusing on you know enhancing the you know user experiences on trading NFTs, but not only that, but actually we are trying to actually expand the utilities of NFTs in you know collaboration with the project that we work with. So actually you know sometimes people say that when we are talking about PFPs, uh, the only price of you know of your nfts but actually we we do not think that that is it so with the tech with this amazing technology that we are building on top of that actually we can expand on top of that actually we can expand a lot of you know uh, you know experiences that we, we've been having on you know digital spaces and all also, you know, to enlarge it to, you know, the in real life experiences, actually, you know, this NFTs can actually uh, you know, represent the unique data set that you truly own on, you know, you know, we, we actually, it is first time that we truly own, you know, some unique types, you know, unique set of, you know, uh, data, uh, you know, for your own. So actually you can prove that you truly own it and actually, you know, any kind of applications or any kind of services or any you know, that this user have. So actually giving perks or actually, you know, to enlarge, you know, the experiences they can exclusively have. So this is what we are trying to achieve. So actually, I think it is really uh, the most important part of it is to actually start conversations like this, what happened with, you know, Sandeep today. So actually what we are trying to achieve and what we are trying to do with NFTs and what are the technologies we have to actually, you know, um, that realizes what we've been dreaming of. So, yeah, actually one planet is, you know, focusing on, you know, the communication part of it. So actually we want to, you know, uh, communicate with our, you know, fellow builders and, you know, our community members, you know, and also the normies to participate in what are the things that we can do with nfts that wasn't really allowed us to do when we were you know on web 2 and so actually we are building also some kind of sub governance system where people can actually adopt utilities not only the utilities that is being provided by the builders of the project but actually you know whatever they want to do whatever whatever they want to do with you know their unique data actually they can actually adopt it with the support from the you know tools or services that is being built by you know uh, not only you know the, the builders like us but also you know the third parties like Sandy mentioned, you know, there are a lot of options that we can actually adopt to it and actually make use cases of it. And on the other side, actually, we're also building, you know, technical infrastructure that actually we can allow users to, you know, easily adopt, you know, those utilities available out there. So, for example, actually, there are a few tools that, that are allowing you to use your, your PFPs as an avatar, you know, when you're having conference calls like Zoom or, you know, Google Meet. So, and actually, you 
it is not really a complicated job to rig your, you know, PFPs to become an avatar, but it is really, you know, not really easy thing to do when there is a tooling uh, that is, you know, provided for in normal people to easily do it. So we are actually adopting those kind of things on one planet. So actually people can experience uh, what are the things that is happening with NFTs and, you know, so they can actually easily execute, you know, uh, how they can implement it, you know, and what they can do with it. NFTs and you know also the things that was also you know uniquely happening on Web three spaces not only you know something that is related to the Web three experiences or in real life experiences, so like you know staking NFTs and you know um, assembling disassembling NFTs and revealing NFTs those kind of things were the things that you know you had to visit you know the website of you know the project's owns or you know maybe the utility provider's owns so they can actually implement it. But actually, if it is, uh, you know, you know, if it can't be integrated within the platform that is, you know, really, you know, commonly being visited or, you know, people often, you know, really visit often, you know, I think it can expand, you know, expand the expand, the, you know, experiences and actually lower the huddles. So actually we can bring more users into it. I think Sandy made a good point that, you know, there are three segments of NFTs. First, I mean, maybe gaming's the first, you know, the brands are the second, but third are the, you know, PFP community, PFP NFTs or, you know, community driven projects. Uh, um, so actually they have been focusing on first and two uh, since lately, but, you know, I think that is a, that can be a very good firm ground for us to build the third part, actually what we are now really interested in at this moment. So actually, if there are more users, uh, there will be more people who can bring, you know, more possible options and more ideas and more, you know, user generated contents into the sin. And I think it will make the sin more, you know, vibrant. And people keep asking what, what is their own Polygon and what, what kind of projects are on, you know, Polygon and what is the unique culture on Polygon? Uh, of course, I always answer them to visit, you know, the project, you know, visit the projects and experience the projects like, you know, Billionaire Zombie Clubs uh, built by, you know, Johnny and, you know, the other projects here, you know, like, you know, Hellcats, you know, built by Dimitri and, you know, Trippy Wolves built by Rekt Gang. But actually, the culture there is culture is something that is being shared by people there. So if there are more people, actually, we can you know there are more options that we can create, and you know the the culture will become more robust and vibrant. That is what you know I'm experiencing here on Polygon, and what, what I'm you know more you know, looking forward to see since you know I'm 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 obviously seeing that more people are coming in. They are you know sharing their ideas and they what they want to enhance you know on this you know on Polygon NFT sense. So yeah actually if there isn't if there if there are people who haven't been really aware of one planet um you know please visit one planet and you know please let us know what are the things that you are trying to do and what are the things that you're expecting you know builders like us to assist to you know make your you know uh, imaginations come true. Um, uh, that is what we are trying to do. And, you know, I think that is one of the platform builders like, you know, marketplaces have to do. And that is what we are focusing on. Uh, thank you for having me to, you know, uh, chat uh, about what I want to really share. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I, for me personally, I think the, the biggest thing that really draws me, you know, towards Polygon as a whole is there, there's so many unique builds going on. Um, and and in, this, in a way, you can almost get lost in everything that that's being built. But it, it's so in-depth and, you know, Hamza really kind of encouraged me to look into what we're building in DeFi. And when you really take a look and even look at that, it really does amaze you. And I know uh, Sandeep had alluded to it earlier, but 
there's so much deep work being built in the in communities being formed. Uh, it really is like a, a revolutionary uh, movement that's being formed on Polygon. I, I'm really excited to see things going forward. Uh, Polygon punks, uh, you guys are obviously an OG. Came up around us uh, about the same time that we launched together. So uh, you know, happy to see you know everything coming uh, for us and and just for the space as a whole. So please take it away. Hey, what's going on, Jolly Man? It's Sam from Polygon Punks, and what's up, Matic Man and Ghost and yeah, dude. Awesome space, man. It's so crazy to see Sandeep, you know, in here talking about Polygon, PFP, NFTs, and all these plans. And yeah, we're super hyped. Obviously, like you said, we're kind of an OG collection on the chain. We launched August 2021. So we've been here since the start. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of never been so exciting as it is now in Polygon NFTs, you know, I mean, particularly since the Utes announcement. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like all the other collections, you know, we've just seen so much more attention and put on a bunch of Twitter followers, our like Discord and Telegrams have been so active and, uh, yeah, just a super excitement. We had the chance to like chat with, uh, Dust Labs, the guys at Dust Labs earlier and like just super, I don't hear anything. super excited. Um, but, um, can you hear me? <laughs> you oh, yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. super excited what's going on. And, um, yeah, I was going to say, Shaq, because one of the things, you know, we've been in quite a lot of spaces with uh, people from Solana and stuff, and it is a thing where people kind of like, where's the community at and where do I find the community? And I would say like as an OG collection, it has been a problem, you know, earlier in the year where there were communities, but they were kind of siloed, you know, it was each, you know, these individual NFT collections had big communities, but they perhaps weren't sort of communicating enough. And I think that's really changed with One Planet, you know, since they've come on board, they've really managed to bring all these communities together. And I sort of think uh, anyone out there who's kind of wondering, like, how do I find out what's going on Polygon? Like, you know, really go and check out One Planet. They've just recently launched the uh, Polygon NFT event uh, Twitter page, which is basically like giving you kind of a schedule of everything that's launching on uh, Polygon. And yeah, no, just like I was going to say, you know, keep an eye out on those guys because I think they're kind of, you know, releasing some of the best uh, updates on what's going on in Polygon and stuff. So yeah, big shout. Yeah, just, just one thing, Johnny, can we also get a nibble uh, if the hand has been raised for a while? Yeah, did you say did you say Nibble? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you there. For, yes, for yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, Nibble, what's up, my friend? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Hamza, for the mention, and thanks, Johnny, for hosting this. Um, yeah, so we, we actually are doing something cool on Polygon as well. So uh, we have built this, like, fractionalization protocol, and one of the interesting use cases that we're exploring is, like, what if you can take a valuable NFT from ETH bridge it to Polygon and fractionalize it on Polygon and have like thousands of people own it on Polygon because it's a layer two and the gas fees is less and people do want to own like valuable NFTs. So if they could do it on a layer two, like let's say, for example, the PFP that you see on my Twitter profile right now, which is a doodle, this is owned by 1200 people on Polygon right now. And we have had some companies actually using uh, some blue chip NFTs uh, fractionalizing them and rewarding the uh, fractions to their communities, uh, building some sort of derivatives. So especially with CC0 NFTs, we got a company called Daplist. Uh, what they did is they took a M4, they fractionalized it, and they added their uh, company logo on the M4 headphone. And they got like 800 people to own it. And it was really fun because on Twitter, like if if someone is flaunting your PFP and if like a lot of people are doing it, I think that is the easiest. Uh, that is one of the best ways to market something uh, because you know PFPs everyone sees on Twitter. So we we are like really bullish on Polygon and um, you know as Polygon is getting more involved uh, with PFP and collectibles, um, I think it would be pretty interesting to get a lot of uh, high valuable NFTs and 
like especially with the cc0 movement like create some sort of derivatives um and you know get like millions of people to potentially own a punk or some other nft i think that will be that's what we are sort of uh, building for um actually i i wanted to ask also on that hamza um like if you what, what are your thoughts on you know taking polygon to mainstream like having like what do you think will happen uh like what is the timeline in your opinion where we can get like users of instagram for example to uh have a pfp um of an nft like that they own bro it's already there uh like uh i don't know if the pfp part is there because i i am uh, to be very honest i don't use instagram i uh, i it's been a while since i used instagram uh, my whole of the time just goes on telegram discord and everything i'm super degen on that front but but no honestly i i uh, we have some data internally i think we should make it public very soon is that uh, these stories instagram story right like that is uh, that has become uh, some of the people have put those as nfts and even posts and stories and reels i think is a very i was looking at instagram business model and the numbers over there like uh, uh, reels is a very big business uh, for retention for instagram and all those things so i think uh, like I, i have a lot of creator friends who who just spend the whole time here in new york just creating reels on subways i think that part is also very interesting which uh, which will be done very soon like i think this year uh this year in the next few quarter i would say maybe 3 4 months uh that would that would definitely be a reality because uh reddit did this did this very well and with with their first drop second drop i think was very successful like uh, i own too many reddit nfts like just too many reddit nfts <laughs> if you see at my see my wallets uh like it's just too much uh, i bought a lot of them uh, way back and i i didn't i just have a lot of them uh, because i think some of those artists you know like if you if you have looked into those reddit nfts some of those artists bro are like bigger than the biggest crypto twitter artists like these crypto like are pfp artists some of those are like all of them put together all of the crypto twitter artists you put together they these one reddit artist has bigger following than all of them um so that that kind of you know and and even i was reading on some of those and this could be speculation also uh, i may be wrong here someone please if you can uh, verify that but i was reading in some of these subreddits like i'm a big reddit user i learned a lot in my life through reddit um, i think uh, but but someone was telling me that you know this reddit um, algorithms they are testing uh, on on recommending these like there is hot top new controversial like you can uh, in subreddits you can uh, you can actually do sort those things so some of them were saying that you know reddit is testing algorithms that people who own these nfts like these avatars they their posts come up more than others and this could be speculation i don't know don't quote me anywhere on this but i think if if people are testing on those uh, like these machine learning algorithms based on based on uh, avatars and like pfps and i think that is a very big revenue model uh, new new revenue model for some of these some of these web2 companies i think that is very cool uh, and to other thing i think which you said about these brands like i am very curious to learn more about uh, in fact because we have we have very big brand on polygon around this fractionalization like how are you seeing this space because i mean i'm pretty bullish on this 
Yeah, like so we are also talking with some brands. So for example, like, you know, if there's a Web2 brand and they want to come into crypto and, you know, they want to attract the crypto native people, like what use case that they are sort of looking for is like buying an NFT, um, you know, and a blue chip NFT and then fractionalizing it and rewarding like some of their original, like their early users who are going to use their crypto product with fractions of that uh, NFT. Because, uh, you know, then like those, you, you can attract like a lot of crypto native people uh, via that route. Um, and then if they add it to their PFP, for example, then, um, you know, then, then it's good uh, branding for that company as well. And, and they sort of show that, you know, they are actually a crypto native um, company. So that's what we are sort of planning to do with some brands. And then we also have had like, some crypto companies also looking to explore this even further. Um, like, you know, like we were talking to one company, they want to take a moonbird and they want to fractionalize it and create some sort of derivative uh, for that because moonbird is CC0. So they'll have like the moonbird with the company logo and some derivatives, like three or four derivatives, which will which they'll give to like their users. So like, let's say if it's, you are in the top five leaderboard or something of that product, you get some sort of uh, derivative. If you are in top from five to 20, you get another derivative. So uh, that is sort of what we were um, uh, exploring with some projects. And of course, these NFTs can also be bought back after they are fractionalized. So someone like, let's say it was fractionalized on Polygon and then, you know, um, the, there is trading uh, of the fractions on OpenSea, on Polygon, or wherever, uh, on our on our platform as well, it can happen. So these can there's a buyout mechanism as well. Someone can buy out the whole NFT on Polygon without actually needing to buy out a fraction and even bridge back to ETH. So that is also something that we figured out a way to do. Um, and uh, yeah, let let's see. It's still it's still we are still experimenting with a couple of projects. Um, and 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 let's see how how this evolves. But overall, I think the idea people like it, and the direction is pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, dystope AI. You have your hand up for a while, and I looked at your profile, and you guys are doing AR NFTs, augmented reality. That sounds absolutely fascinating. What's up with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Johnny, you are on mute uh, if you are speaking somewhere. I think Abhishek has his hand up. Oh. Oh. Yeah, my father didn't realize that I was on mute. Yeah, Abhishek, what's up? Sorry, I totally missed you. I was speaking the whole time saying, like, pull you up, and I uh, just realized I had myself muted. Hands no, but, but but hold on. This dystope AI, I think, was ahead of Abish, or no? No, we had, we had it backwards, I think. Okay, okay. Um, yes, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, Sorry, was yeah, there a I question for you? To... No, 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 there was a hand. Yeah. yeah, I was just talking yeah. about, yeah, we were talking about big brands adopting Web3 use cases. Yeah, so Abhishek, I wanted to like... have a question for you um, because yeah. uh, Abhishek leads uh, a lot of the investment side of things for Polygon, Polygon Ventures. And uh, Abhishek, like, uh, how are you seeing this space in the past? like three, four, five months, six months after this, you know, certain collapse um, or in general, like how have things changed in the PFP space or the PFP tooling space or NFT space like in the past three months? 
so i'll give i'll give perspective on that side first thing is like uh, you know as polygons priority also comes on to bring the uh, if you're saying something are you able to hear me now hello yeah i got you i hear you yeah so uh, yeah let me give perspective on the space and then uh, you know point on ent- how enterprise will adopt web3 use cases uh, in terms of how uh, we on the polygon side uh, we look at this development is there are uh, sort of three fronts to it first front is base infrastructure which enables all of this to happen and then there is the supply and demand aspect to it uh, in terms of how we look at it from the venture side we mapped out the entire sub, the entire infra stack that is required to help help these cultures thrive in any chain and look at where are the gaps not only on polygon but across across the you know multi chain uh, universe and where these gaps are mostly user experiences user experience gap or gap in terms of like hey how do i market my nft products etc so one thing we are looking at is to the infra to uh, uh, infra to evolve so that adoption increases and that would be by solving for user experience as well as tools for user adoption and marketing of these products and utility uh, nft utility which eventually circles back and gets you more users so broadly that is how we are looking at and then of course as these infra uh, infra solutions come up that solves for user experience user adoption as well as utility uh, more uh, more supply and demand uh, that supply and demand flywheel will even run faster and you'll have more adoption on the uh, nft culture space if you look at it from a very high level the gdp of nft or digital collectibles itself is currently still a very small fraction of what it could actually be so we are still far away from getting you know mass adoption uh, and i think it's just the start so broadly if, i hope that answers on how ventures uh, or ventures or most vcs are looking at the space but it's an exciting space to be and it's a space that uh, the whole thesis on hey digital goods gdp uh, will continue to evolve and it's current, will continue to grow will continue to evolve and this is currently a very uh, we are very early uh, that's the whole uh, that's currently the you know uh, that's what most people think uh, the second thing i wanted to talk about was enterprise adoption uh, or web3 use cases uh, adopted by enterprises uh, and you know we initially talked about okay uh, meta is coming up uh, what kind of volumes you see etc so when you are a big enterprise with a huge normy distribution and you want to adopt a new web3 use case you want to do it slowly because you have very small room to room for error you have your stock being traded on public markets you cannot just do something and get it live on billion people and then if it doesn't work get the uh, clash back to it uh, that is how enterprises are adopting most of these enterprises will start with will have a lot of use cases that they can solve for by nft or web3 they'll start with a small use case beta test it with a very small community then expand it to a bigger community see that success uh, learn from it then expand it to the entire user base and once that one use case has mass adoption they'll start with more use cases uh, 
and that is how mass adoption will happen and this will take time because it takes a lot of experimentation at a smaller scale before going to a bigger scale and that is the right thing to do now i don't have timelines on hey how much time will it take for uh, meta to put nfts up up front in terms of most people who are in terms of uh, you know normies who are scrolling scrolling uh, scrolling instagram uh, but i know the trajectory while initially slow when reaches that critical point will just suddenly explode like with reddit we see that uh, initially they were they were they did a lot of things internally before launching this nft collection and that it, this is still like i would not say 100% mass adoption but like to some extent mass adoption but when it came around you saw the insane volume that uh, it it brought uh, so yeah that's just, that is basically uh, how i see the web to web3 use cases being adopted by web2 distribution platforms yeah i mean i think i think it's really exciting especially you know a, a lot of what you spoke about there uh especially with like the the mass adoption that we're really starting to see uh and all the the projects being built out on polygon itself uh and you know like ghost was saying i think dystopia like is really doing or dystopia ai is really doing like some really cool stuff on their side um uh, and i really am excited to really hear about it and you know, for me, you know, being building on Polygon for, you know, two plus years, it, it's cool to really start to kind of hear, um, you know, more and more people really adopting uh, and like coming over and like meeting a lot more builders. Uh, you know, like you were really saying, um, like the communities are have this interesting, you know, unique uh, capability to really, you know, bridge these gaps. Uh, and, you know, being able to speak to Dystope a lot, uh, I, I really do want to give them some time to really speak on what they're building uh, as it really is some cool tech. Uh, too kind, Johnny. Um, no, it's been a really great chat. I think um, it's been a while since, you know, as a Polygon NFT community, we've had spaces as big as this uh, so frequently, and you're really part of organizing this, Johnny. So thanks again. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on, um, you know, the community engagement side of things and, and through that sort of speak to what we're building. Um, Inch from One Planet sort of really touched on a really important point, and Hamza did as well in that it's onboarding and engagement and discoverability uh, that's quite important. And I think, you know, the mental model I have is, you know, there's the tech side and then there's like the structural social side, uh, whether it's like bottom up and top down. There are sort of these axes I have in my head. Um, and we're really, we really focus on, you know, building better community engagement or building better collaborations through the tech side. So our whole project uh, involves using emerging technologies, and then for the utility, just democratizing them and letting our holders use them. So we're not a traditional TFP project, but we use AI uh, to let holders, you know, create their own AI art NFTs each month. Uh, we have these three models that are interoperable in games. Uh, so we're going to do a big game tournament with uh, Taunt Battle World next week, actually, and Polygon Studios will be there. Uh, then we also, you know, use AR and other things. And the way it works is that technology allows us to collaborate differently and explore projects uh, using AI and using holders' creativity. So it's that bottom-up approach that's enabled by the tech, uh, which is super cool. I think the other side of things, though, is like the structural and social. And to be honest, like uh, the best projects of doing this, I think, uh, that I've seen have been Rectwolf and, and Hellcats like just creating DAOs and whatnot uh, that, that support that engagement. 
the other thing to mention as well is I'm involved with Unjumble. So if people here feel like it's hard to keep up with what's happening, and I think we're at a point where what's happening on Polygon alone is just a lot to keep up with. Uh, Unjumble XYZ, unjumble.xyz is a product. It's a free product, uh, so I hope you don't mind the shells, uh, that lets you choose any creator and community you want to hear from and get a um, algorithmically curated feed uh, in your email inbox every day. So it's like custom daily digests for people. Uh, and so we're using tools like this to sort of bring people together. And I think what Polygon NFTs have been missing to sort of sum things up is like, I, I think this shared sense of identity and it's like the tech pro progresses and there's more social things like this you know, there'll be different threads of what the identity of Polygon NFTs are. As we start using the actual tech infrastructure that's quite differentiated, so using ZK for different things in NFTs, I think there'll be a real identity to Polygon NFTs, uh, which I'm super excited about and super happy to be building. Um, so really, really, really keen for that. Really keen to see these sorts of spaces. Um, Polygon NFT calendar is another that I think One Planet and Matic Man have, have organized, and that's a great resource too. Um, but I actually had a question for Hamza, uh, and that's just on Polygon's community engagement strategy. So I spent some time in India uh, earlier this year and, you know, was really involved with the Polygon Guild in Kochi in Kerala. Um, but then, you know, was wondering how the community engagement strategy is now shifting I noticed there's like the the changes to the Polygon DAO and the Village program, but just wondering if you could sort of talk to where that's going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just to because you mentioned um, the community engagement, and if you look at if you look at the hits on the Polygon website, like the Polygon Technology website, or if you look at Quick Swap technology uh, quick swap dot exchange or polygon scan, like as a proxy for where the most users are, it's US. It's probably like thirty-five percent or forty percent are US, and then I think second is probably Russia, and then you know then India and the other countries. Uh, I think Turkey. Turkey is also very big. Where is a, there's a lot of grassroots um, presence, uh, presence in the presence in the in the on, on all of these things. And and Polygon now is a fairly. Um, yes, we did start from India, but I think uh, we built it for the world from from day zero, because that's the power of crypto and power of blockchains. Um, definitely, um, and then when you uh, yeah, that's the that's a very powerful thing where you know anyone can uh, build from anywhere. But yes, like the big uh, user base is of course like uh, US, uh, UK, uh, Vietnam, Russia, they, they just, um, and of course in uh, of course India. But to the point that you mentioned about uh, about community engagement, yes, we have, we have some big plans around uh, around like grassroots uh, community engagement by 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 in the next few months. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the village thing was one one of the uh, experiments that we did. But definitely, in the next few months, you'll see a lot of like these Twitter uh, Twitter. Com um, uh, engagement uh engagement and like uh, more we want to hear more from the from from power users because like this market is all about whoever stays in this market is definitely a power user and i think to be honest like we should start start uh stop calling normie they stop saying the word normie because 
at some point even we were not these like someone pilled us um you know uh, of crypto uh, about crypto and uh, showed us the light <laughs> to the to the decentralized to decentralization and these things and we should stop calling normie the, the term normie because uh, i i know what what that what that means uh, of course it, no one means it in a negative way uh, but uh, but yeah like we we have to be more inclusive and um, in that section also but but yeah to your point uh, there'll be there'll be some good things coming in the next few months and there's i mean if you look at like polygon guilds for example is a is a very powerful thing because we want to decentralize even the community and we cannot keep things running internally like that's not how that's that's completely opposite of decentralization ethos and and community building and this is the whole concept of like there's a there's a very famous book that uh, I, I forgot the book name but the book mainly talks about separation of concerns where uh, where you empower a community or a very small subset of community for one particular purpose uh, and their sole purpose is that one north star goal and you empower them with everything and they go on the ground and win for you because they understand uh, they understand the uh, the culture the language the all those things so we have very big guilds uh, in uh, in uh, in the us i mean of course like in us many multiple cities but also in latam uh, because of the because of big infl- because of like this inflation ridden economies uh then in turkey uh, there are a lot of builders that that build on polygon then vietnam in a lot of the southeast asian countries um in africa i know a lot of like um, you know, on the ground these are all the on the ground you can like look on polygon developer uh, channel i think you'll see a lot of um, a lot of on ground people uh, you know teaching uh, polygon technology blockchains minting nfts how to build a dex and those the uh, 101 things 101 developer things because this this i think is a is is a very revolutionary thing and it has to be taught on ground by the community and not uh, not by us internally so yeah that, i hope that answers no that that definitely does answer thanks so much for the the really thorough answer and so yeah i guess like we're really keen to work with power users as you described so uh, if anyone is building a project or um has some ideas about how we can use our ai and 3d tech stacks get in touch uh and you know we're building that tool as well for discoverability engagement um on jumble xyz so uh you know it's a free tool sign up and we'll use that uh, as another way to sort of uh decentralized marketing and sort of drive discovery to projects that are on here and new creators too thanks so much for the detailed response hamza welcome uh, just one thing um actually i wanted to ask uh, stable diffusion are you using stable diffusion uh, or something like that because that's pretty hot nowadays i i use a lot of it yeah so yeah absolutely so we've got a few different tech stacks like what we're really good at is doing things at scale so doing big collaborations with bespoke sort of um training iterations on stable diffusion so we're able to take nfts from projects and like morph them into different things and our holders can do that each month uh but we're actually upgrading that stack so creating a holders hub with different ai 3d ar tools that you can access whenever you want if you uh own our nfts uh so super keen for that so it's more like bespoke models that we're doing um just cuz that's the way things have shifted uh it's no longer enough to just give ai art it's just that that um the specific training or that model as a service sort of thing awesome 
Yeah, you spoke, uh, Hamza, you spoke a little bit about like the in-person experience side. And like, I think personally for me, uh, like there, there's a there's a cool touch of like obviously being able to have meetings on Zoom calls and things of that nature. But, you know, I really look forward to the day when like we can get together, you know, the the Polygon community and like the Polygon founders and have like that in-person uh, connection. You know, is there any like talks or works of maybe like figuring out something like that to kind of get like the, the Polygon community and the founders, you know, in person, whether that's at like NFT New York or anything of that nature. I think that'd be a really cool touch for for us to kind of start to dive into and uh, really be able to like break out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think most most of these big events, like you said, NFT New York, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, what do you say, um, uh, ETH Denver, and um, like these big events, you know, like flagship events. I think most of uh, the senior people, or uh, I mean, Sandeep, uh, Sandeep, or uh, Mihailo, or uh, JD, usually are at some of these one of these uh, events, and definitely I'm on most of these things. Um, and uh, and like uh, and most of the time you'll see us just sitting around um, these hackathons um, because like who cares about parties like <laughs> uh, we have no life uh, but but uh, on a serious note it's like that's where the builders are and that's where uh, I remember in ETH Denver um, I think Sandeep and I and Mihailo everyone was sitting across um, the tables from on the hackathons and just like figuring out what people are building what people are uh, building on polygon what's the issue if there is if there is an issue with documentation uh, and those kind of and those kind of things as well uh, so i mean if you if if there is a, if polygon is sponsoring any hackathon then like feel free to come up to us on um, i mean there will be many there will be multiple people on on the stand or whatever or the prize distribution or wherever like uh, a lot of people are uh, usually there yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I'll be speaking at NFT New York. So, like, it'd be super cool if, like, you know, if any of you are going to be there from, like, the Polygon team or, you know, any Polygon-based products or anybody for that matter uh, that, like, wants to meet up or, or do anything. I'm, I'm working on uh, networking with some other projects right now to host something for, you know, some Polygon-centric communities. Uh, so, if anybody else, like, kind of wants to come together and, and form that, like, I, I would love to post something. Uh, not too big on the whole party side of things, but would love to pull in some other Polygon projects and, uh, you know, get together and meet in person. Uh, and you guys can uh, see me and see if I need to shave my mustache or not. I keep, I keep getting told I need to shave it, but I kind of enjoy it. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But I, I appreciate the deep answer, honestly. And uh, I'll definitely be looking out for all of you so I can come and uh, talk your ears off. But uh, Armanoff, I saw your hands up. I, I'm sure it's probably hurting uh, at this point. So uh, let me get to you, my friend. Hey, thank you so much, Johnny. Uh, been following the Party Builders Telegram group and you've been doing a cast job at it, man. Uh, keep at it. Really good job. Uh, and also, thank you for the spaces. Uh, quick background. Um, we're building wall.app. Uh, at wall.app, what we're doing is we're building a marketing stack for Web3 projects, which is completely data-driven. Uh, from our understanding, what we realized is uh, Web3 marketing, as of now, is pretty much throw a bunch of dollars in a black hole and uh, wait for things to happen. Uh, but what we realized is it should be a little more uh, driven by data and understanding uh, who are the users uh, that are actually visiting the DAP. Uh, DAP. And uh, this has to come uh, by not violating the user's privacy. So what we're doing is uh, we've done a bunch of wallet analytics to read a lot of wallets and understand what is their previous behavior. Have they Are they NFT DGENs? Are they DeFi uh, DeFi yield farmers are they uh, lens protocol uh, um, you know active um, you know all these certain things 
uh, and then using that uh, we are making sure that anyone who's running a community know really well who their community members are so they can take actionable insights to make sure they can retain their community members well um yeah so uh, apart from that what we've also done is we built segmentation in segmentation what we do is we create recipes based on logic so i want a list of wallet addresses that fulfill the criteria of people who have 100 matic plus have played the game illuvium right like no that gives a certain set of uh, wallet addresses which help you to really uh, understand who my potential power users could be so this is pretty much the zone in we are working in and we want very we want to be very true to uh, the ethos of web3 to make sure that we are not uh, violating users privacy and we are also working on features which will enable users to disconnect their web2 and web3 identities and uh, i was very recently at eth india and i was very very excited to meet the polygon id team as well and uh, definitely looking forward to making sure that we integrate some of the polygon id uh, features to offload their uh, you know or, or web2 identities uh, on on chain as well so yeah that's a very quick brief about what we are building and what i'm building uh, i'd like to hear hamza or johnny like would, would like to hear your uh, what do you guys think about what we're building yeah i can i can go first i think i think it's very cool i am um, i have seen uh, one or two people building i only have seen one or two people who are building this space um i think it's it's very important because yes you're right uh, people spend a lot uh on marketing and doing random stuff uh but not really it's i mean it's, it's all about like google analytics what they did right or google analytics or or uh, all these like um, uh, there's a lot there are a lot of like heat map heat mapping <coughs> sorry heat mapping tools that uh, that help you track in in web2 uh, they help you track uh, you know how many times you click and also i think i think as we go towards more more uh, gaming and uh, and even like uh, financial uh, applications where where more uh, good uh, web2 designers get into this space yes. they will appreciate this technology a lot and i think by next whenever this market you know figures itself out uh, a lot of this will be i hope uh, will be used uh, like a lot of this tooling will be used so I'm pretty pretty excited about this. Absolutely, I think uh, when you take even DeFi's use case, for example, what we have realized is currently most DeFi protocols or games have no understanding of, let's say, what basic metrics of ARPU are. Let's say an average revenue per user, or like what is a CAC, or what is an LTV, or where is a drop off. Uh, irrespective of what, like for any business, I think these are like very very fundamental metrics for them to. Uh, measure growth and also be able to like add value to the customer i mean value to the community member because now we are not talking about customers anymore because uh, whenever there is an airdrop that happens like you we are actually distributing value back to the user but unfortunately most of the airdrops end up going to airdrop farmers or uh, you know just taking the example of uniswap uh, we have run, run a bunch of analysis on uniswap and we realized that uh the cumulative uh, cost of the campaign of giving airdrop costed them around 351 million dollars but the value they have accrued from airdroppers like people who got the airdrop was only 251 million dollars in uh, in fees right that basically uh, their sales efficiency over there was somewhere around 0.14 for every single dollar uh, that they spent to acquire a user you know the, that is current state of web3 and airdrops and marketing which is 
I think give or take like uh, ten to fifteen times higher CAC than uh, Web two assets. So yeah, because because we DeFi agents don't know any of this stuff. We only know <laughs> we only know ten thousand percent APY and the number go up. That's all we know. But but over time, but over time, definitely like uh, yeah, people like you have to teach us on how to make become more educated in this space for sure. I just want to say I'm going to bounce as a co-host. I know Hamza is going to take over as a co-host. I really actually, I, I want to have thank. To have to drop off. Uh, I think okay. uh, it's pretty late over here. Um, well, yeah. l- l- let me speak for people from other chains because I know that um, I really appreciate Johnny for inviting me to participate and co-host. Um, because um, with the Utes announcement, a lot of people from other chains like ETH and Solana, especially because Utes is from Solana, got really. Uh, aware of and very interested in Polygon. Um, we're all, you know, in my Discord and in my DMs, a lot of people are really um, excited about what they heard about Polygon um, and um, are really intrigued by the potential of, um, you know, the the kind of the infrastructure that's built out for gaming as well as all the brands that have been onboarded and sort of the way it's all been methodically kind of built out, you know, it seems very well thought out with um, a founder who's very um, involved and very hands-on. So I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people from other chains are going to be onboarded. And I know the reception is that a lot of people are excited about what they heard. So I really appreciate you guys having me and, and I'm sure that uh, Polygon's going to get a lot more crowd, at least from the PFP space. So looking forward to talking more with you guys and and again have a great night really we really appreciate um you hosting and learning all about polygon so we're we're all going to be polygon natives along with you guys soon so thanks again Hey Ghost Ghost before you bounce could yeah. I say something man it's great to great to be up here with you excited about your community coming over in web 3 you know time it's like dog years, like one year in Web3 is probably like 10 years in real life. And with Johnny Ben on sure. Polygon for two years, he's an OG. And even I've been in Polygon ecosystem for 18 months and probably OG as well because it's everything's so new. When Sandy just track record speaks so hot, so well. When Sandeep and we see Ryan Wyatt, when they say they're going to emphasize in the ecosystem leader, and when Sandeep just emphasize over again and the effort and the pressure, no Polygon NFT ecosystem is going to explode this year, especially if the bull market returns. So we're so glad you're here. I think it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be exciting. We can't wait to see what's Well, well, you got a you got a really top founder, you know. Mm-hmm. Time next year, uh, will 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 be. But anyway, nice to meet you. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I I tell people kind of in my inner circle, you know, like Polygon kind of has the business side down, right? They got the brands, Nike, Adidas, Meta, uh, Reddit, whatever, right? But Utes is bringing the DGen side. And I think the best NFT ecosystem is a combination of business and DGen. 
And uh, you got a top founder, Frank, and a strong community, Utes. And, uh, you know, I'm a Utes holder and a D-Gods holder and, and all, you know, I, a whole, you know, my, my, uh, my collection is all ETH and Solana. But I'm looking forward to holding uh, Polygon and learning more about Polygon. NFTs, like Johnny's project and everyone else's project that was talked about and uh, kind of merging our families together. So I think it's a bright future for Polygon and uh, they laid a, ground, a good groundwork and they really brought aboard a strong flagship project. So I think the future is bright for sure. No doubt in Ghost, I don't think he's done. I don't think the t- I think there'll be some other projects, leading projects from other blockchains that are going to come to Polygon as well. Uh, Polygon's never afraid to spend money to, you know, to move forward. So it's just really exciting what's going to happen this year. Absolutely. Well, you know, look, I mean, uh, I think um, we're all excited within um, these different chains and the youths community and people from Ethan Saul and gamers, right? A lot of my community are gamers. And so again, I got a, I have an early morning call, but I really appreciate you guys. And I look forward for us chatting more and for all our communities to merge. So again, have a great night. Thanks again, Johnny. And uh, looking forward to diving into poly, poly NFTs. So all the best guys, take care and happy new year. All the best guys. Thank you. Happy new year, Bye. But uh, yeah, so the, the space will still be going on. Uh, I see I got two more hands. Uh, and then if there's no one else, I, I will have something, a uh, little alpha to drop at the end for those that stuck around. I, I don't want to, you know, drop the alpha early. I wanted to keep it for anyone else who stayed around. Uh, shed a little insights into BZC and what we're building over here. Uh, just some updated little alpha drops for, for all of you that kind of stick it out uh, to the end of the space. But I do want to get over to uh, Hero NFT. Uh, I see that had their hand raised for a while. So Hero, please take it away. Hey, you're Johnny. Thank you for, for having me, man. Uh, bro, I just wanted to hang out and say that, damn, man, like there is a lot happening on Polygon, bro, and just like having the the co-founder, like super knowledgeable, come up and speak, and you know you do bring you know the the tech that you guys talk about, and you know uh, now the DJs are coming. I'm I'm definitely like a DJ or a, a DJ a DJ, and man, I can't help it but to see success. Um, so yeah, shout out to like everyone that's building on on Polygon. I think great things are coming, and uh, and yeah, I also wanted to give a shout out to to all the project man, you know, to all the PFPs. Uh, there's like Rect, um, you know, the the AI projects like Hellcat, and and everyone that's coming, you know, like so. That's it. Uh, you'll see me more often because like I I really am like lured in at this point, and I just want to like hang out, bro. Like uh, the Solana spaces are are huge you know the ethereum spaces are huge and i think i think we can make the same i mean bro this space this space was pretty huge you know so i applaud you for that too bro uh for reaching out to the man for the man to you know being available for everyone making it here and this is exactly what we gotta do if we want to like you know make that ripple effect so that's it boss just wanted to send some some good vibes uh to everyone's way no, I mean, genuinely, I appreciate the good vibes. And I mean, I think, I think what you said is true, right? I mean, it's as simple as me reaching out. Um, and, and I think that's kind of the beauty I'm building on Polygon. And I don't want to, you know, really arc on that too much, but it is a key point is 
you know, you're a project and I can openly reach out to the co-founder of the chain that I'm building on and have an open conversation and say, hey, we're doing Polygon Spaces. I see we're trying to build this thing out. Can you come through and just, you know, just talk about what we're doing? And it's not like, a, oh, I'll have to check. It's like, yes, let's do it, please. Um, eager to join youth spaces. So I think like Sandeep and, you know, we have a beach over here and we had Hamza, you know, all these people are very, you know, in tune and hands-on. I think that's like a beauty I'm building on Polygon. Uh, and it really is enjoyable. And like I said, I'll be doing the spaces, uh, you know, daily, uh, just Polygon spaces. I want to highlight a lot of really cool projects. And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, really mentioned like, you know, Johnny, why don't you talk about your project much? And it's, you know, we'll get our flowers when our flowers come to us. And I have zero doubt, uh, you know, I'm a hard builder and I, I trust in myself. I trust in my team. Uh, so I know that we're going to get our flowers, but I, I want to bring flowers to everyone else at that same time. Uh, so I really want to spotlight these other projects, these other builders and, and the chain itself. And in return, good things will come to us. And, and I, I'm fully a believer of that. Um, and, and it really is fun, you know, being able to build around these projects and be able to spotlight with the uh, with the voice that I have. And it's not a large one, but um, it's been it's been receptive and people have been willing to listen. And, and to me, that's been an extreme joy. Uh, so I, I appreciate the flowers and I appreciate you coming through. And I look forward to having you in more spaces for sure, my friend. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, but uh, I see uh, Powered by Polly over here. So, uh, you know, we got to we got to have you speak. Let, let's hear all about it. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm the founder of Powered by Polygon. Um, we're a community initiative. We're uh, a group of developers, a cohort of enthusiasts, and just, you know, a bunch of Polygon people, as uh, Tony loves to say, my friend, the Matic Man. Um, Powered by Polygon was actually found, um, founded out of like um, out of a meeting that we used to host with, it was just like 10 or 12 um, project founders that were getting together and we decided to turn it into a uh, a community initiative that's kind of spiraling now as we put more effort into it and it becomes less of a side project and more of a main project for um, myself and my fellow team members. But um, yeah, I've, I've been, um, I guess, a, a Polygon person for now since basically the beginning of the Matic Network. And I was, it's the... Um, it was the first community that I kind of threw myself into. And it's the first thing in my life, really, that I've put myself completely behind. So like on top of Powered by Polygon, I also run a, um, well, I'm a, a founding member of another community that was um, a Polygon-based guild. We were one of the like original OG Polygon guilds, the, the 315 guild. And we started that about um, just about two years ago now, actually. Wow, time flies so fast. Like Tony says, the dog years of Web3. But yeah, it's just been so incredibly impressive what the Polygon team has happened to accomplish in the in such a short amount of time. Like we've been um, we've been behind them, uh, bringing in bringing in and onboarding members, you know, hosting um, hosting live events and and all sorts of things that that we've been doing to push mass adoption through our industry. And it's just been um, been an incredible journey so far, man. That's all I can say right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it truly is an incredible journey that we have. And like I said, it's, it's a privilege, really. And I think a lot of people don't understand this. And I, I think you mentioned it to a great level of, you know, there is like a lot of community in Polygon. Just because we're not active on, you know, crypto Twitter doesn't mean that uh, there's not a community here. Like there is a strong, passionate community. It's, and, it's, it's yeah, true. We're just all busy building, man. That's all. <laughs> no exactly. time for Twitter when you're exactly. head down in the trenches, just just doing all the things, right? So. That's well, it. Yeah, that's like that's what my team <laughs> told me. My team was like, "Hey, like, look, appreciate your passion, but uh, we need you to kind of get on some spaces, and and we need you to like kind of hit Twitter and start start speaking." And I was like, 
all right, like let's do it. If it, if it. if it works for the project, like I'll do it. Whatever is the best thing for like the project and the ecosystem, like I'll do. Uh, so, you know, I've dedicated time to Twitter and while doing it, I do realize why people, you know, stick to crypto Twitter. It is an enjoyable thing, but you can, five minutes turns into five hours very fast. And I've become oh, yeah. like a, a GM guy and a reply guy in a lot of ways. So I have like my, my people that I'm a big fan of and uh, my notifications are always on. But no, I mean, it really is cool to see a lot of, you know, other Polygon people uh, like really coming around. So I enjoy it. Definitely. It's so true. And um, yeah, if there, any of you Polygon people want to join us, we have a, a weekly casual uh, meetup every Friday in the Powered by Polygon Discord server. Links in the bio. And uh, yeah, it starts at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Friday. And yeah, just jump in, collab, share your opinions on Web3. I'd love to see as many people as are in this space and our spaces because this is just amazing to see on the Polygon network or for the Polygon network. Just blowing my mind, actually, <laughs> just going through this group of people that are in here. It's but leave it to the Matic, man. He's always up here doing his best to share uh, share Polygon with the world. So much love, Ryan. Good to see you, man. He, he's a dime. Ryan. He's a dime, isn't he? The Matic man is an absolute legend. Um, but no, really, I, it's enjoyable. But I see Son of Loss. What's up, my friend? I see the I see the you. I see you rocking it. What's up? Hey, man. Thanks for bringing me on. I hope you can hear me okay. I'll do a quick mic check. You sound perfect, crispy. Fantastic. Um, Johnny, thank you so much for hosting this space. Um, it's really insightful. For someone who's come from ETH uh, to Solana, now faced with the prospect of moving to Polygon um, and trying to do my research and my due diligence on the chain, this is a really, really insightful space. So thank you for that. Um, I can see some other youths in the audience that I know. So Gen50, The Way Anne, give you guys a wave. Um, you were giving out flowers earlier, Johnny, give you some flowers just to say, you know, thanks again for the space. I was hoping to ask this question to Sandeep and I saw a couple of other guys from Hellcats, um, I think on here. Now, obviously with Utes, we've got this transition coming up. We've got this move to Polygon, Polygon coming up. And with that, we have a lot of questions, you know, there was, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anxiety in the community about the transition to polygon um i'm really curious so you know the, the research i've done over the past few days i've seen that quite a few projects have moved over from terra to polygon um and i'm just i'm really curious and i'm sure a lot of other you holders are curious as well as to what to expect with the transition what 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 are the potential pitfalls um what are what does what the transition look like um, what can we expect just from, from people in the community who've experienced it or, or people who have insight and knowledge about it? Thanks. Yeah, so I mean, I can't really speak necessarily for uh, how youth are going to do it. And I know Abish can, can chime in after this because I know definitely a, a strong set there. But, you know, really, um, so with one planet, right, which is like the Polygon, like primary, you know, marketplace, um, they migrated over 60 Terra projects, over 60. Um, and I, I want to tune in on that. Like that number itself is extremely large. Um, when, when everything, the, the poor thing of what happened with Terra Luna, they instantly stepped up and were like, you know what? We're coming to Polygon. They came where the grass is green and migrated these projects over. Um, and, and, you know, to kind of echo off of that, it was a very seamless move. And I, I watched it very closely because um, at the time, you know, we only had really open seat to, to list NFTs. And I watched this extremely close, and it was one of the most seamless migrations you could have expected. Um, very clean, very crisp, uh, all the projects that are a part of it. And that's why you hear so many people 
that are listed on one planet speak so highly of that chain of that uh, of that marketplace, and that's purely due to the fact that they were very hands on, and it was a seamless transition for these projects. And you know, Hellcats, for example, the leading uh, you know PFP project on Polygon um, was able to to come over to Polygon and have a lot of success doing that. And I think that's really from like the one planet side. Um, so from what I saw, right, is like it was a very seamless transition and, you know, maybe a beast you could chime in on that side as well or, or inch for that matter. But from from my eyes and my perspective, it was a seamless transition. I don't know how Frank and, and Dust is going to go about doing it, but I do feel uh, like it should be a seamless transition. I know that, you know, talking to Kevin uh, over the recent days, uh, there's a lot of people interested in helping them with that migration, to make sure it's seamless and I have no doubt and I have full trust in Frank that it'll be a, a very crispy uh, migration for all hands involved. Absolutely. And if you know Frank, you know he's all about the user experience. He's all about making sure, you know, everything in the everything and anything he does goes extremely smoothly. Uh, and that's what's happening at, at this moment there are a lot of ways it could be done. And we're in conversations with a lot of uh, you know what bridge technology providers to uh to even like people who can who will make people aware of how this could be done or like building some of the tech ourselves to make sure it's super seamless so we are exploring multiple options uh but once it is live uh most most mostly it would be some sort of a bridge but once it is live it has to be like extremely seamless like you put your ute uh you probably just it's a one click way of just getting your youth on polygon and it just happens instantly so that is what we are aiming for but one planet uh i get i'm, I'm not sure how exactly all of these were done uh, if uh inch if you have some insights would would love to hear yes sorry i was just going to ask Abish, so are there any potential pitfalls are there any potential dangers with the move um, so obviously we don't know exactly how, how Frank and team are going to do it or what exactly their plans are, um, but there might be some inherent dangers with it. I'm, I'm just curious to get some insight into that. Yeah. So Polygon has expertise in bridging since its inception, because essentially to use Polygon, you had to bridge from Ethereum. Um, so we have very strong expertise. Like the pitfall I... If you look at it from a broader perspective, the pitfall would be, hey, is there any tech error that or a hack that it's security or general tech error that would make it hard or UX issues? So security, tech error and UX. These are the three things that are pitfalls. Uh, secure In terms of security and tech, we have extreme expertise in bridges. The Polygon bridge itself has been tested throughout. Is one of the few bridges has never been hacked. And it has been tested through the times. And if even if you're working with a partner on the technology and the security side, we'll make sure that that is top-notch. We have the best security people out there. Now, the the thing we are trying to solve is the third thing, which is like UX. And we don't, another thing that would be pitfall would be, hey, what if the UX is super convoluted or complicated? We don't want to do that. So we also want to solve for UX. So three pitfalls that could happen would be security. Hey, is it hacked? Technology it doesn't work and third is ux and that is what we are keeping in mind to make sure all of these three can be solved in a very uh, you know seamless manner and we have expertise in all of them awesome just another very quick question to you um it sounds like polygon are assisting 
um, D-Labs, Dust Labs, an awful lot with the transition. This is something that I suspected might be the case and I kind of hoped would be the case. Um, can anyone confirm, um, maybe not explicitly, but sort of hint very strongly towards the fact that this is, this is the case or this is likely to happen? No, we'll help them, of course. Like they are bridging on any anyone who builds on Polygon, we help them, right? That's the whole point of having Polygon Studios. Like Polygon Studios is here to support every developer who's building on Polygon, and we'll work with them. We want to make sure that this happens extremely seamless, and we'll we are there. And that's just not for you know youths or Frank. That's for everyone who's building on Polygon. That's awesome. I mean, one thing I have to say just from listening to spaces with you guys over the past couple of days, Sandeep talking, um, I actually fell asleep listening to multiple podcasts with Sandeep the other day just to try and get as much insight as possible. Um, but Polygon seemed to do a really good job of holding hands of, of people on the chain. Um, so whether that's DeFi projects or, or PFP communities, um, you know, flowers to you guys, man. You, you do a really good job with that. Thank you, man. And I want to just highlight where it comes from. I think it comes from the underlying philosophy of it. So within Polygon, what Sandeep preaches is it's called something as philosophy of subtraction, which means whenever you're creating any sort of value, make sure most of the value goes to uh, your partner. Make sure you put value on the table so that others can you know, capture it. Uh, if and that is what the philosophy is like there there were internally so many things where you know there were so many ways polygon studios could uh, get revenue or get you know value out of it but polygon never did that and that's the underlying philosophy it's and sandeep actively preaches it that hey we are not here to profit off of things or to build things or to get things for ourselves we are here to make sure whatever is done is distributed back to the community and it's done in a very fair and efficient, effective way. Virtual high five, man. That's beautiful. Thank you. But yeah, real fast, Inch, how about you uh, kind of speak on, you know, everything that you guys did at one plan with, with assisting in the migration over there and kind of how that looked. I think that could be some good insights. Uh, sorry, I may have, might have a, uh, a little bit of a you know, connection problem. But, you know, to, you know, tell you about, you know, the migration process that we built for Terra projects to port over to Polygon, actually, the most hard part was, you know, like to, you know, having security when, you know, um, the people who are, you know, having their NFTs on Terra Wallet to actually sign what they're, you know, so they are, they are, they are, you know, approving, you know, this transaction to, you know, EVM chain, which is, you know, totally the, the system. Uh, behind, you know, the te technology behind the, those two, two chains are totally different. So actually, we really highly, you know, focused on, you know, uh, taking care of the security not to be really sacrificed. So, yeah, and, you know, to talk about the user experiences, actually, it, it was, you know, we, we could allow users to migrate, you know, NFTs from 60 plus collections within just a few clicks. So when they connect both wallets on our website, actually they could you know uh, see which you know nfts they are holding or which are actually eligible to migrate and then they just had to choose you know which nfts they want to migrate and then uh actually they just had to sign you know two transactions one on terra side uh one polygon side and you know those messages was encrypted with their you know private keys so actually you know the message that is coming from terra could also be actually decrypted on you know 
polygon that actually proving the message is coming from uh, the original holder of the NFT on the Terra side. So that was what we, you know, we focused on building for about a couple of months when we were preparing this migration. And yeah, actually, if, you know, you Tim is really, you know, uh, interested in, you know, us giving some helps to build this bridge for their community, or if there are, you know, some kind of, you know, builders who already have experiences putting over NFTs between, you know, EVM chains and Solana. Actually, I think we can also team up to help those projects, you know, help youths and maybe also other Solana projects who are really interested in migrating over to Polygon, you know, to use that bridge with, you know, you know, the experiences that we have to build, you know, uh, seamless uh, migration experience, you know, experience for, you know, the users uh, to be pleased with. Yeah, actually, and we had, you know, no actually issues other than, you know, the gas issues. So sometimes it happens, uh, you know, while, you know, we were putting over more than 300 K, you know, uh, NFTs to Polygon from Terra. Amazing, amazing. Love to hear it, Inch. Wrecked, what's up? Time to get wrecked, isn't it? Yeah, um, I guess we're we got wrecked on Terra. Like um <laughs> ROG collection is actually uh from Terra, so uh the trippy wolves were minted on Polygon and airdrop on Polygon, but we definitely have the uh kind of that user experience. I guess I'll comment from the user side on how easy it was to bridge from Terra to Polygon using the One Planet Bridge. Not only that, they airdropped everyone that bridged one NFT to Matic per NFT. So it's kind of like a nice incentive. I know it's not a lot of money, but it's just kind of a little thing to get you going, a little bit of gas money and that and so on. So they implemented that. And really, I think One Planet would be a great solution because uh, Terra is a Rust-based chain, like uh, the smart contracts are Rust-based, um, and so are Solana's smart contracts. So anyways, I'm plugging One Planet because it was really a fantastic experience. I'm not a developer, but it, it just worked super seamlessly. On top of that, I think one of the big challenges was going to be how, um, you know, this new community was going to mesh or gel with the Polygon community, but we were actually pretty lucky because there was over 60 NFT projects that were bridging. So we we're all in this together and uh, Matic Man is right here and Johnny, you're here. Everybody was super welcoming on Polygon. Like right now, we're already creating kind of these bonds and these, uh, you know, these uh, web friendships. It's all about the friends we make along the way. So I have no doubt that, you know, one, from the tech side, there won't be any difficulties. And two, Polygon community is super welcoming. So it, it should be a, a smooth experience from, from A to Z. Yeah. Careful with these wrecked guys, man. Like, they are all over the place. Like, sheesh. Careful, hey, hide your wife, hide your kids, man. These guys are gonna... <laughs> love you, Gene, man. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, man. Love it, love it. Neville, what's up? GM, GM, I also just wanted to share like our bridging experience on Polygon because we did look at a lot of the other layer tools and, you know, um, I think the Polygon POS bridge and like if you have to bridge actually an NFT from ETH to Polygon or from any other 
like system as well um i i i found that it has the best ux and the polygon team they have um they were really ahead of the curve actually in in thinking on bringing building an nft bridge like we we have still not we we have been talking to some of the other like you know layer twos and they they are like okay we have an nft bridge but no one actually has used it and there are they they have some issue like some small issue or the other but the bridging experience that we had with polygon is like they have thought on all the edge cases um and like on, on like what could happen like you know let's say if someone bridges an nft like what if they can if their contract has some issue on ethereum like they can mint new nfts and then like you know uh dump on, uh like somehow they can mint double mint nfts on ethan polygon like they actually check um the polygon pos bridge like uh team they checks they check the uh they check the whole code um and yeah i i have had a, i have had a really amazing experience uh with the polygon pos bridge and bridging nfts um and i also want to share that you know i have i sort of um i was working at byconomy which was uh, which was also part of the early polygon ecosystem and uh, you know what i learned is like whatever sandeep is bullish on is uh, is a good <laughs> direction uh, like sandeep was really bullish on uh, meta transactions and uh, and and like what byconomy was doing and a lot of the other things so i i really believe like I, i think whatever sandeep is bullish on i'm usually very bullish on so i think if if they are really pushing hard on pfps and collectibles this year um i i think it's we we all are going to make it um and uh, and the polygon ecosystem i think uh, is just getting started and uh, all the people who are here we we will sort of you know shape up the whole ecosystem so yeah Yes, precisely. I don't think I don't think anybody said it better the whole night. I think uh that's the perfect way to say it, right? Uh and that kind of leads to a good room reset before I drop the alpha and wrap the space as it's almost been going for three hours. Um if Sandeep's bullish on something, uh it's going to work. Uh, if you look at everything that Polygon's done, right? And this isn't just to, to talk about Sandeep specifically, but the whole Polygon team, right? Uh as he said earlier on, mass adoption, web2 brands, successful beyond um phenomenal job there securing all those partnerships but let's let's transfer a little bit and look at defi and gaming and those avenues beyond successful and now we look at nfts and the pfp side starting out strong with arguably one of the top 3 projects out there of all time utes with no doubt probably the best nft project team now partnering with the best and i will say this undoubtedly the best blockchain team so you put together that there's a recipe for pure success and it's not just uh the the polygon team that's bullish and wants to be a part of of helping grow the ecosystem immediately on the day one of the announcement of frank saying that youth is coming to polygon i hopped on a space spoke on the space with him he instantly when he found out that i was a polygon founder dm me and got into every single telegram chat If that doesn't tell you that like not only is Sandeep and the team at Polygon bullish and wants to build this, it also shows that Dust Labs and Frank and Utes wants to build this out. So so there's a lot going for us in the positive direction as Polygon as a chain. Uh but I do want to do a final reset. I know Beach has to go soon and uh 
I, I do want to say, you know, obviously, thank you to all the co-hosts that's came up and the speakers. Uh, if you're here in the crowd, um, you know, make sure to drop a follow to all the speakers, the co-hosts, especially Abish. You know, he's only got 700 followers. And uh, this is this is the man. This is investing with Polygon, you know. Uh, and this, this guy is, you know, a genuine good person, uh, as you'll find out anybody on the Polygon team. Uh, so, you know, be sure to, to drop a follow, Matic Man, and all these people. Um, and, and as well as that, um, I will be hosting Polygon Spaces every single day. Um, there'll, there'll be daily, uh, at least during the weekdays, weekends, I'll try to take some time off and uh, probably try to load on as many work calls as possible then. Uh, but to, to kind of drop some alpha before things go, uh, I've been getting a lot of DMs like, hey, Johnny, like, why don't you talk about BZC? And I kind of spoke about this earlier. So, you know, my, my point in view right now is, if I can help other projects succeed and help uh, the chain in and of itself succeed, uh, then in and of that, BZC will succeed as well. Um, and I know that our time is going to come. And, uh, you know, to kind of speak on that real fast, uh, Q1 uh, will be the the release of uh, 3D Zombies in the metaverse. You'll be able to walk around as your avatar. Uh, and additionally into that, uh, each holder of the NFTs will receive a, an apartment for yourself uh, to kind of lounge and, and kick back in. Uh, and then, you know, later on, uh, coming up soon, you guys should be able to play the strong hodls game. And as we say, strong hodls, because, you know, you, you got to hodl the bag, as we all know. Uh, and you'll be able to play that game, which is a very interactive, uh, similar to that of a um, Clash of the Clan style game. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, look forward to the burn mechanic and staking mechanism coming up for the beat token. Uh, but once more, I just want to say thank you to everybody that came in uh, and was in attendance tonight. Uh, do appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate each of you taking some time just to kind of uh, come and kick it with us. And uh, I would love for uh, my good friend, the Matic Man, to uh, end us in uh, some some fire song, uh, as he does have the Polygon hits. Well, man, let me get a song ready, Johnny. Thanks again. I know I know it's been sad, but thank you for putting this together. This was encouraging. This was amazing, and Polygon is here to stay. Let's hear it. Love you all. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Metaverse Johnny hosting Polygon NFTs with the team. Recorded on Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. 
snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes. And take the rest and turn them into free bait. Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base. Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase. Running on empty from gassing up my teammates. First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes. Impossible, defending the plausible from end to demonstrable. The mission isn't even worried about the clearance. Running interference till our enemies fear us. We're only one disappearance away from a bad day. Everybody trying to save face on the last day. Feeling fancy, about to pull out the masse. Drop the eight ball in passing, that's so passe. I'm getting nasty, you cannot put it past me. A mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting. Feeling like a masterpiece, looking like a tragedy. Trying to get through another day full of savagery. Getting headstrong from working in the mess hall, all hands on deck waiting for our next haul, I need the rest got big plans to eject, so feed the grass and keep off the Kleenex I am interested in magic because I am fascinated with psychology, I love to learn about how people make inferences about how they draw conclusions and find patterns in information and in particular I'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities or exploited. Terrible spaces.